Wow. Don't you know what a radio is, boy? Well, sure. Wow. That's my Owen Wilson. Oh, that was pretty good. I should put that drop on there. Wow. Wow. Cheers, man. Laws drop. Yo, extra special, yes. Episode 82, live and direct, uh, worldwide. We are the Mega Late Show, the number one hip-hop and dope culture podcast in Japan. Mostly Tokyo and such. But today, once again, Late and I. Hello, Late. Hello, Mega. How are you doing today, sir? Oh, is it still me? We, no, we've actually already asked each other these questions, but let's just get to the podcast. You're fine. I'm it's fine. It's radio. Yeah. yeah, it's quite humid today. You know, it's been kind of humid around Tokyo. But Almost the end like of that. the rainy season. Thankfully, I'm not so hype about the rainy season, man. What about you guys? Favorite season in Tokyo? Hold on. Wait, wait. Don't do that. Don't do that? <laughs> no. <laughs> let's, 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 let's introduce, let's introduce first. them first. <laughs> now, these random people's voices yeah. that you're hearing, they're special, though. Okay? So, uh, yes, we have two special guests, and these are two guys that I've hey. been listening to for a long time. Um, I've been a fan of their music for at least a decade, maybe Kaigen a little bit longer than that. But we have uh, Meso and Kaigen, two MCs and creative forces all around joining us today. Thank you, gentlemen. Hey, how's it going? Thanks. Uh, it's good to be here. Oh, applause drop. Oh, yeah, late was like, oh, I do that. Yeah, there's an applause drop for you guys. Thank you. Oh. Yeah. So, <laughs> Thanks um, for rolling through. Yeah, uh, before before I we start having general conversation, let me go ahead and say a few things about you guys, and then you guys can correct me if I'm wrong or add and sprinkle in some more uh, notable uh, things that you have done. But mm -hmm. um, let's see. So I've been a fan of you guys for a long time. Uh, back in 2010, you guys dropped a collaborative project together, which right. is the first time I heard your music, Meso, and that was called Root is the new leaf and that came out on your record label meditative or uh no that no. was kaigen's label yeah. kaigen's yeah, label okay but that's the first time i heard both of you together now kaigen i heard you um on your collaborative project with the australian experimental rap crew curse of dialect yeah. Yeah. curse of kaigen was a project you guys did yeah. in the mid 2000s uh 2007 2007 or something yeah. yeah and i met those guys through radio inactive Oh, way shit. back in early 2000s. I used to be Radio Inactive's insurance agent oh, wow. back in like 2002. So, He's a homie. Right. It must be like 2003 or something. Yeah, they wow. did a tour when he did the Free Kamal album in the States. Yeah. And that's when I met all those guys. Oh, like, shit. Um, <laughs> and, 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 you know, Raceless. I, I've still got them on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. cool cats. Really creative. Really um, stand for a lot of positive things in the hip-hop community. Yeah, just yeah. dope. And so that's the first time I heard, heard of you, Kaigen. Wow. And then... Um, You've also done collab uh, collaborative projects with some other great MCs, the legendary Japanese MC Shingo 2. You guys had an album drop maybe two or three years ago? Uh, no, like six years ago. Okay, well, my math is a little bit yeah. off on that, but but you did Tachyon Ghetto Blaster with Orko Elohim like two or three years ago? Yeah, yeah. There we <laughs> go. See, see, th this is the thing. Like The Mega Late Show, we, we offer a lot of information, but all of it is not always factual, so don't look to us this for that type of thing. This is no. not information. And then with Mezo, um, I'm pretty sure we came across each other at this rap battle in, in Honolulu or Waikiki. Yeah, battle? I think it was a battle, man. Like Sage Francis was there oh, battling. Yeah. He was at Zalzan. Right, and I, I remember, remember he lost to this um, this MC named Phenomenon or something. Phenom, yeah. Yeah, Phenom. And yeah. I, like, I was like, yo, this guy Phenom is spitting a lot of written raps. 
Rittens. That's what I thought oh, when no, I heard no, it. No, man, he's uh, he's just a freestyle cat. Yeah, yeah. But it was. It, I I remember like um we were outside because I uh I was like maybe 18 at the time and uh, we were outside and a lot of us were just ciphering, rapping, and um I'm I feel as though I met you that night. Yeah, but, I was there. Know. I was there. I remember doing a show there, quick set. Yeah, and it's like uh, maybe at like um were you also at like when Anticon came to Hawaii and they yeah, did the they yeah. did the uh, those one and yeah Seoul? it was Seoul and at six UH, right? six two no there was one yeah they had the UH one uh, but also they performed at the Pango Pango which was a strip club uh, and so they performed by this this okay. uh, behind this this cage <laughs> right like a stripper cage yeah I think but, I missed that one okay okay but <laughs> yeah like fun, yeah yeah it was it was incredible um but but yeah man so what what I'm really trying to say is that um i've been a fan of these guys for a long time and i'm really excited to have them on the podcast they're really well-known hip-hop artists underground perhaps experimental cats if you want to call them that but um i want to talk about you know your record label meditative music or meditative records as well as kaigen's new project which is uh you're taking up the role of a producer on this one not so yeah. much no raps by you on this one no raps. which is which is a different you know because i'm used to hearing you as an mc yeah but but i'm really excited to talk about that it's called truth addict is that yes. just the name of the project or is that you're also the name of you as a producer uh not just a project project yeah. name yeah man and this project's super dope it's got a lot of really legendary and notable mcs on it such as uh self jupiter a freestyle fellowship yeah. cool keith blue fat lip um Tuna and Akil of Jurassic yeah, yeah, yeah. 5 as well as uh, Shingo 2 yeah. and Meso's on that as well. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and talk to them about their uh, experiences in hip-hop out here in Japan and how they became the dope artists they are today. <laughs> <laughs> and as well as the new projects, man. Yeah, so thanks for good. joining yeah, us, man. Th thanks for having us here. Word up, word up. Yeah. I mean, going back to um, the name Truth Addict... I mean, it isn't his name, but uh, he was actually, I think there was a time when he was, when Kaigen was thinking of changing his name. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I, know if you want to talk about that or not. I, I, I thought I saw like maybe uh, two, a year or two ago, you said you were starting this project and I thought you said yeah. you were going to call yourself Truth Addict. Um, <laughs> Brandon. Just, yeah, yeah, just changed my mind. Okay, yeah, yeah hey. That's dope, though. I, I really I really dig the project. I've been listening to it. Um, this came out like two weeks ago or like last yeah, week, something uh, like that. Yeah. The physical CD is coming out on the 24th of July, so I don't know when this is going to Next Friday, drop, which but, will uh, be the 26th. Okay. okay. So right yeah, as well. Right, yeah, so. right. Yeah, it should be... Yeah. Uh, new release of the week word and yeah go check that out um you can purchase copy cop copies copies, copies from like we nod.com it's on there yeah, too and yeah. where else can amazon articles yeah. tower hmv okay, yeah, what's word. what's best oh, for you oh, go yeah. to uh go to meditative yeah. for the truth addict stickers mm -hmm. <laughs> that will be only there, there available with the purchase and you know i've seen a lot of those truth addict uh, stickers around town in tokyo oh. i stumbled across <laughs> one last night alongside uh the artist that we had on last week yeska uh japanese uh graph writer out here uh it was his sticker and then a truth addict sticker oh, and really? i was like how <laughs> wonderfully serendipitous these are our two guests on the podcast <laughs> small oh. world yeah as big as Tokyo it is, it's super small. But um, yes, should we talk about sponsors late? I believe we have an official sponsor. We do have an official sponsor. 
the illustrious Ropadope Records. That's right. And as soon as I can find the information about Ropadope, yeah, I was trying to drag that out. <laughs> yeah, let me they have artists it. such as mm. past guest Mark the Clive Lowe, along mm-hmm. with uh, maybe you know the Lost Poets. Yo, I have like a little spill that I talk about with these guys, but really, um, we're going to have an actual commercial coming in as soon as I get with their guy. But uh, Ropa Dope Records has been around since the early 2000s, and they are a Philly-based uh, creative musical outlet that does different types of artwork, clothing, as well as music. And they work with a legendary um, older established artists such as The Last Poets. Shout out to them. Absolutely incredible, indelible crew, uh, important to the entire canon of uh, musical expression. Guys like Mark DeClivelo and even younger cats like uh, Chemist. And... Uh, um, that's spelled like Kemet, you know, and uh, it's just really dope, super dope guys. Go check out all their music. They are an absolute powerhouse when it comes to quality. And so go check out ropadoperecords.com. I also want to give a shout out to easterlyart.com and our guy DJ RX78. Uh, lots of wonderful dope art on there. And if you're into uh, Gundams that are also accented with all the fine hip hop accoutrements like fitted caps, go check that out. And uh, that's all of our sponsors. I feel as though we should be sponsored by Donkey or Family Mart as well. But, you know, the checks haven't come in yet. Or Lawson's. Yeah, yeah. Or 7-Eleven. Yeah. You know, just give us give us some props somehow. Uh, we don't need money, just, just the props. Nikuma. Yeah, let's go into the conversational segment of the podcast where we ask you guys just questions about um, your early beginnings as well as where your art is taking you nowadays. Um, mm-hmm. So let's start with... Um, well, why don't you give us a description of... I, I gave descriptions of who you are, but it, can you uh, describe yourselves? Like, who you are, what you do, anything like that? Is that, like, too deep of an existential <laughs> question? Like, Let's start with that um, yeah. rainy season question. Oh, yeah. How do you guys yeah, feel about the rainy season? Uh, I'm glad it's ending. You know, It's coming to an end, finally. It's uh, feeling more like summer uh, last. Yeah, that- now yeah. we could actually go out and uh, go to the beach and stuff. I, yeah. I do miss that. So, Are you guys down in Kanagawa? Uh, yeah, in that area, sort of. Uh, I'm going to head out, I think, Enoshima maybe tomorrow. Oh, nice. Bit. Check out the beach and, see and if there's any surf. And you're, um, you're from Hawaii? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I wasn't born there, but I lived there for 15-ish years from high school on. Okay. So, really yeah. Dope. And I was, uh... Hmm? I said, that's really dope. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, close to you, actually. I was in Kailua, too. Like, okay. So in Kalaheo, in that area. So, I went to Kailua High, briefly. Okay. Then to UH and all What that. year did you grad? From Kailua? High school? Yeah. Uh, I didn't graduate. I, I, I was only there, like, a couple months. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. And I went straight to UH. Oh, yeah. yeah. I had a rough go of school in uh, Hawaii as well. I had to go to, like, Olamana, the magnet school up by the uh, women's yeah. uh, correctional facility. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't graduate <laughs> there either, actually. But, yeah, yeah, Hawaii was a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was a change of scenery. Because, like, yeah. I came from Japan. I had, like, my education was all in Tokyo until then. Oh, and then okay. I just switched over to Hawaii and... How old were you uh, when that happened? Uh, that was when I was uh, 15. Okay. Yeah. So are, are you ethnically Japanese? Yeah. Japanese okay. American, American okay. Japanese either way. Okay. Dope, man. Yeah. Uh, th- that must be where you're... Did you go to an international school out here? No, no. Just like a regular Japanese school. So I was like the only... Almost the only guy that didn't look 
like I don't know if I look Japanese to you guys, but well, to yeah, Japanese people, yeah. honestly, I don't really look. So yeah, that would have been right, like, right. yeah, yeah. So late nineties or uh, what? When I was in school here. Yeah, before you went to Hawaii. Uh, yeah, yeah, late nineties. Well, ninety six ish. Yeah. So there. maybe you're a little older than I am. Then I graduated, or I should have graduated in two thousand and one. Okay. Yeah. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Well, around cool. there, I think. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we've you had a few, that, um, yeah. like, uh, you know, guests that went through the school system out here in Japan, and mm. some Hafu guests also. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, man, everybody's English is like. Yeah, you d- you you can't detect any like yeah, real like native Japanese pronunciation on you really. Oh, for. And real. in your raps, you sound perfectly Japanese, but you know your English mm. also doesn't have any of the kind of. Uh, nuances no, of no Japanese, Japanese English, yeah. and you also look ethnically ambiguous, just like any <laughs> Hawaiian person. You know, yeah, you could that's be what like, I liked really yeah. about Hawaii. Like I blended in. I felt yeah. like I blended yeah. in. And it was like me too. Like I, you know, I was out there and I was out with like a lot of military kids, and like they look one way or another, and I look ethnically ambiguous. So like yeah. uh, all the local kids just brought me right into their ranks. Right, and I was right, like, yes, yeah, I'm yeah, one of you. Yeah, you do have yeah. that local look. Yeah. Hey, yeah, uh, I get it everywhere though. It's like I yeah. go to Okinawa, they're like, yo. Are you yeah, like part Okinawan? It's like, yeah, I get yeah, that too. Actually, yeah. word, yeah, yeah, word, the, man. The island look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it, you know, it's it's not only a look, but it's also an energy. Yeah, yeah you know what so, I mean. Yeah, so, yeah. right on. And how about you, uh, Kaigen? Did you grow up out here or? Yeah, I'm from Tokyo. What part of Tokyo? Uh, it's called Setagayaku. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm familiar with Setagayaku. Really dope. I, I, to me, it's really interesting to find people that grow up in like Tokyo, Tokyo. You know, there's yeah. obviously a lot yeah. of people that do that, but you know, my daughter is growing up out here, and I feel like if I was like, you know, in California, and someone's like, "Yeah, I grew up in Tokyo," I'd be like, "Wow, that's amazing." Well, what was it? Uh, I don't know. I don't what know. do you? Th- what do you? What do you think about? What do you think about this weather? You obviously must be used to it by this yeah. at this point. Never like it. Never like it. Yeah. Who yeah. likes humidity except for late? Yeah. Uh, you like it? Wow. Yeah. From Atlanta, so yeah, it's like a comforting sweater that's yeah. trying to suffocate you yeah. it's yeah. like being swaddled like wrapped it's in like a blanket been, by it's your like mother. in the womb man yeah 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 i'm not sure i'm really interested in returning to the womb i'd rather return to like kailua <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. y'all ain't down with that Breezes placenta man. boys no <laughs> the, the placenta boys no, 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 no. Like, you know i, I hear it's right. rich in nutrients Word, word. Actually, I got to thank you, Kaigen. I think you introduced me to this burger spot in Shinjuku, this vegan burger spot. Ripple? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you told me about it. I went there. I had some macaroni and cheese (laughs) and like a vegan burger. And I was like, I can do without meat if I had this quality food around me all the time. But word, shout out to you guys. So where does this start? Where do you you guys meet? Hmm. How do you guys meet? How does this come together? Talk about that. MySpace, <laughs> MySpace days. Oh, Shout out yeah. to the days of MySpace. We were just talking about MySpace. Yeah, yeah. It used to be like a really rich, like a dope way to meet other artists. Right. I mean, there's a lot of music on it. You could yeah. Hear beats and stuff, and uh, I think it was Kai again who reached out. I don't know if uh, yeah, my memories. So. Yeah. 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 MySpace or Mixy or something. Mixy. Yeah. <laughs> Mixy. Okay. Yeah. Mixy yeah, was another one back in the day. Right. Yeah. yeah. About what year was this? What ninety? Wait, two thousand something? Two thousand? Yeah, two thousand four-ish maybe. Yeah, something right there. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you guys have a long friendship developing here. Yeah, really we do. Wow, more than twelve years. Crazy. Yeah. Were you back in Tokyo at that time? Uh, no, I was in Hawaii at the time, and I think Kaigen was 
in Australia or maybe nah. no back in Tokyo? I was here, but uh, yeah. Yeah, so he, I remember that Kaigen sent me a message probably on on MySpace, and um, he wanted to do a track. Yeah, I think. Yeah, so we just started talking. And, yeah, that was really dope. Yeah, I love those type of kind of serendipitous connections that you make through the internet and then forge really long-lasting relationships <laughs> on them. Like so many of my friends, like I've never met them in person, uh, but we've made music together. We've yeah. seen each other grow. You know, right, like right. I used to be really heavy on like the uh, message boards in the early 2000s yeah, and right, before right. MySpace, and that was a really dope way to meet people. That's how I met like uh, Slu from New Cocoon, who yeah. rocks with he, uh, he met people on the internet from Hawaii making music, right, and like right. you know, all those guys really dope, yeah, man. Yeah. Especially when like I remember because like I was in Hawaii and I was still rapping in Japanese in Hawaii, and uh, you know, I was like the only guy rapping in Japanese pretty much in the whole island, as far as I know. And uh, I wanted somebody to interact with in Japanese hip hop. Yeah. So I went online and I was in these chat rooms back in the day where they would text battle. Oh, yeah. Text battle. Yeah. So I, I, I used I would, to kill people well, with I text would, battle. Yeah, I would stay up late and <laughs> yeah. just text, oh, wow. live yeah. text battle. Yeah. And that's where I like met some guys that I never really met in person, but mm. you know, it, was, it was fun back in the day. And that's where I kind of got some, I guess, training in the yeah. freestyle area. Yeah, man, it used to be a real thing. I remember the text battles, the AOL Messenger yeah. days. <laughs> yeah. Super nerdy <laughs> shit. Yeah, like it, it usually uh, I don't volunteer that information to people that I was so dope with the text battles. <laughs> <laughs> it's not something you get a lot of props for. Like, yo, back in '99, I was killing them. <laughs> Jake Cole used to do that too, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so. good for him, man. Like, it's you know. maybe a coat, or was that he was on a cannabis? Forum or something oh. like that. You got to be on a can. If you're on a cannabis forum, you gotta you gotta text. Be nice battle. with the text. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You gotta break out that encyclopedia. But okay, man. And and um, so now both of you guys are here in Japan, and you guys yep. have done a couple different projects together. Um, what what's uh? Let, let's talk a little bit about the the new. Well, before we get to the new project, I'd like to hear your thoughts on, um, and also give Ben an opportunity to ask a question. Oh, we didn't mention that our young Ben is here. Uh, he is a student from the States who received a grant to come out here and study Japanese hip hop culture. And so he's sitting in and we're going to give him an opportunity to ask you guys a question in, cool. in, a, in a moment too. But one of the things that I did want to ask you guys is uh, your thoughts on the Japanese hip hop community. Uh, Meso, you're also a battle rapper out here, right? Or you, yeah. you do rap battles? Uh, not so much recently, but yeah, I've been in a number of battles. Yeah. What, 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 are your, what are your thoughts on like uh, the state of the culture out here? Do you, th um, just in general, like in is general, it a I think rich like, community you know, or? Um, the, the battle scene, I guess, is really booming right now. There's a lot of attention on it, which is giving uh, attention to the whole culture of hip hop, especially I'm seeing in Japanese. And I think like when I grew up, the focus was more uh, not balanced, but one thing that you can say is that back in the day, kids would listen to like Japanese hip hop and also like international hip hop or hip hop from the states, like half and half. Everybody would go and buy the records mm -hmm. from both sides. But nowadays, I like 
it just seems like people are more into Japanese hip hop, which is cool. Yeah. Because like back in the day, it was it was weaker, I think. Right. And some people didn't really say, think that Japanese hip hop was dope enough. Yeah. Or, like it's fake or whatever. But now the Japanese hip hop is respected more, I guess. And uh, but I feel like it's also a good balance to listen to the other side, international hip hop, and be I guess understand the history of it right. and like what's out there too to like move the culture forward too. We had um do you 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 must know OYG. Yeah yeah uh, of course. Oh he was on your album. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was yeah. on your album. Yeah, um, yeah. So we had OYG in here and he was talking about how uh, almost a similar sentiment to you oh, that bro. like a lot of the the new uh the new kids coming up mm. like when when you guys were younger it's like there was not as rich of a hip hop community right. and you guys were some of the first people forging forward and creating this kind of uh, localized hip hop movement together. And now it's you know it's somewhat more established and now the younger kids already have like established japanese artists to look up to so they don't really need to go and listen to nas and and have to guess what's going on with the language barrier so he was saying something along the lines and, and i might be misquoting him but like it, it's it's dope to see that these people are only influenced by japanese hip-hop and through that there could be some really interesting creative approaches yeah. to the art form and right. um i've seen like and for us you know we um we're not fluent enough to follow uh, Japanese battle rap or even Japanese lyrics sometimes there's you know mm -hmm. cultural nuances that even if you know the language you just can't get it and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. so the battle scene is something I've seen like really growing but it's also something I'm really separated from right. uh, do like um, where do these type of battles happen um, I think like a big part of it is on TV that's, okay uh, I mean it was it was growing in the underground scene for a mm -hmm. while, and then uh, some, some people brought it to the TV networks, and now that's getting a lot of attention, and it's feeding back into the actual scene as well. Okay. I think is what's happening. Um, but yeah, you can see it in, you know, the clubs, live houses, that kind of places, too. Also, several, several DVDs at, like, Tower Records of yeah, all these yeah. battles and stuff. Yeah, they, what they do is they all have, like, a huge battle event, and they'll shoot the thing and then release the DVD later on. Okay. So it's a good business, <laughs> dope, obviously. Dope. Yeah. And you have some success in that realm you were uh, battling for a while or not not really i mean um when i first came or sort of got into the scene in japan i was kind of known as a battle mc because uh, i had no name at the time mm -hmm. and then i just came from hawaii and i was in this battle which i won mm -hmm. at the time which was the biggest battle in japan so it was well, like can who's you tell this us guy? the name of that uh, b-boy park oh okay yeah um this guy clever uh, from Kick the Can Crew, which is like one of the legendary uh, founding crews of Jap Japanese hip hop, mm -hmm. won it like three times in a row before me. And then uh, I was the one that just came, came in, in and nowhere wow. pretty much from Kill Hawaii. Nobody knew me, and it was just like, who's this guy? What is he doing? And you know, <laughs> also looking, you know, totally non Japanese. Yeah. It was kind of a it's thing. shocking. There any footage shock of that? at the time? Is there any footage of that? Yeah, yeah, it's on. It's out uh, there on YouTube. YouTube. You can see it. Yeah, they look thinner. <laughs> really dope. Really dope. Man. Yeah. yeah. And and both of you, you know, you guys have worked together a lot and you guys have a really dope uh, synergistic energy. Your music, you know, it doesn't sound like, you know, like a West Coast Snoop Dogg with like a Nas. You guys flow together well and your music's really interesting together, but it seems as though you come from a little bit different approaches. Uh, Meso, I mean, you are a part of the battle rap scene. Your style is 
uh, more conventionally boom bap than Kaigen, who you're a kind of interesting double time styler uh, that I would say maybe approaches more of the kind of avant-garde yeah. style of hip-hop. What was it like growing up in Japan having your such a unique style? Where did it come from? I actually don't know. Yeah? <laughs> well, who were some of your... Yes, who were some of your influences as a as a young kid? Uh, yeah, I'd say some guys from Antikun and of course Shingo too, and some some stuff like that. Word. I mean, uh, I'm a huge Antikun head. Yeah, yeah. I used to be really into that. You have a really uh, interesting and unique style that works well uh, with guys like Orko and Shingo too. <laughs> Word up, man. Where did that come from? Setagayaku? Yeah. Were you were they like bumping Anticon in No 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 uh, in like Ikejiro Hashi? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> uh I met I mean like probably I met them like online first then like we we toured together like in 2010. Like okay. Here, the guys from Anticon or uh, Soul Chesky. No, not real Anticon. Okay, uh, Micah Nine was out here for that one too. Uh, that that was 2012 or something. Okay. So before that. Yeah, uh, I think that's why I heard about you earlier because I was really adjacent to a, the kind of more avant-garde, progressive hip-hop movement that comes from, you know, Project Blowed, Anticon, and even Rhyme Sayers to a degree. Yeah. And your music, uh, it, it spoke to my sensibilities. And when I first heard your guys' album, it's I think it starts with that KDI beat. Who was, yeah. I was, you know, he, he's a he's an online homie, and uh, <laughs> it, it I, I'm so down with that kind of raw, you know. Uh, not pop aesthetic or even conventional boom bap aesthetic to the scene. So, yeah, man, you guys are both super dope, and thanks for sharing that. Mm, do, do you have a question, Ben? Let's let's give Ben young. Tell us, tell us like a cool name. Give yourself like a superhero name or something. Shoot, I had a uh, is this good? Or is it good? Yeah, a little close. Okay, yeah. I had a, um, a radio show in college in my freshman year, and I was DJ Souffle. So DJ Souffle, and uh, yeah, thank you guys for having me. Um, really quick, it's just cool to be here and to be like em embedding myself into the culture, and everybody's very willing to share. So I thank you for that. But I guess my question is like maybe it will come up as we talk about you know more current stuff. But I'm curious, like as both of you have taken on, a sp I guess I call it like leadership roles, like something beyond just the music. You know what I mean? Whether it's with within meditative records or with Fake Four. Like, does this, how has this affected the way that you uh, think about music or approach it? So, like, is there, okay, today I'm going to be the musician, but tomorrow I'm going to be, like, the, the manager? Or does, is it still kind of, like, you know, together? You know what I mean? Has it changed yeah, your creative yeah. process? Ah, Thank so you, DJ Souffle. Pretty heavy question there. Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess I'll dig into that a bit. Like, um, yeah, in my case, like, w with meditative records, um, you know, it really does switch, like you are mentioning, like, from one role to another, like, one day. I mean, I, I try to always allocate time to myself to be an artist, um, but, uh, you know, there's only 24 hours a day, and I got other shit to do and work right. and all that. So, 
Um, yeah, there are days where I'm just working on other artists' stuff, produce like not producing, but like putting together the project, yeah. getting it out there, working with distribution or whatever. So I kind of have to switch the mindset from being like creative in one way to the other, and be more of a person that's just helping with the production of uh, someone else's product. But um, that's I, I enjoy like the process because it's like having uh, being involved in the creative process with other artists is what gives me inspiration and I just like enjoy that uh, what kicking around uh, inspiration together with artists that I like which I work with like Kaigen and uh, other guys in meditative Candle is super dope too Candle is always killing it so you know this keeps me uh, on my best I guess I guess yeah, <laughs> yeah. take the track of it yeah man he kills it like uh, that remix of uh, what was it Pyro Mm. that he did yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. man Kendall is super dope like is he yeah. gonna have does he have solo albums out yeah yeah, yeah? I don't have yeah, any of his music man I only know him through your projects yeah, and meeting uh, him at uh, open mic right yeah he's got he's got a few out there yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I gotta check it out it's on um, Mary Joy oh no Mary shit okay Joy Records. does he yeah. speak English uh, I don't, I'm not sure. Not so I, I've never heard yeah. him speak English. He probably does a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to get him on the podcast. So usually when yeah. we have a Japanese artist, like it's usually fine. Like speak Japanese, we'll translate it. It, mm. it just takes a little longer to yeah, have a conversation. Yeah. But yeah, that guy's one of my favorites out here. Super yeah, dope. man. Um, he he'd love to come here. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So and I super could, dope. I could help you out. Yeah, too, let's figure it. Let's figure it out sometime. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think maybe that's kind of the the general atmosphere for most artists nowadays. Not only do you have to create your art, but you have to operate as like a business person too, and find other ways to make your money or monet, like you know, sell yourself and your brand. And, and and both of you guys have been independent artists for such a long time. Kaigen, you used to be kind of the head of uh, Fake for Japan. Is that still something that is? Um, no, no, not really. The, the way of the music industry is right now it's like difficult to call you know? yeah yeah you know times are changing and it's kind of interesting because like kind of connecting from that uh, our album together the Kaigen 21 Meso was released through Kaigen's label in 2010 yeah what, what's now, the name of the label uh, Poetic Set. Descent Set, yeah ah okay it's Kaigen's label at the time and uh, now Kaigen is <laughs> being released through my labels so <laughs> making a weird circle i just realized that right now that is kind of interesting that our roles are flipped over now maybe maybe we'll go the other way in another 10 years and uh, yeah. be dropping some albums <laughs> out of kaigen's label and no doubt I can, I come out on ben's label that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ben, yeah, Ben's, Ben's new label, label yeah. right? Uh, that's actually there. DJ Souffle. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Souffle Records <laughs> <laughs> dropping the new uh, Kaiga and Meso <laughs> joint, yeah, 2027. Uh, but um, yeah, how long has Meditative been around, and how did you get started with that? Uh, it's been around five years ish. Five years, I think. And uh, I mean, I was uh, I was working with Mary Joy Recordings, uh, and I uh, had my first three albums out of there i think three Wait, one two two i don't know two or three anyway <laughs> yeah some of those albums were out from there do your googles people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's out there so yeah i was working with them it was a good happy relationship i mean still good and on good terms with the, the people there but i just wanted to branch out and do my own thing you know mm -hmm. like i feel like part of the hip-hop culture is your own uh, entrepreneurship and working on your own business th that mindset of like cutting open your own ways and stuff mm -hmm. uh so kind of wanted to do that with my craft and that's where i started 
So we started with just like a weird project that we did, uh, which was kind of a su summer jam album, um, which is kind of different from the stuff that I did before that, which was more sort of traditional hip hop style. And then mm. that one was a different color totally. So I thought it's a good opportunity to branch out to my own label and just took it from there forward. I, I really dig the uh, your your branding, the art direction, uh, oh, yeah? the, the the logo for it. it looks really dope oh, and interesting. Cool. Yeah, man, I'm really uh, I'm I'm a big fan of uh, of both of you, and it's uh, it's uh, you guys are artists that I like to support with my dollars more than just streaming something and and Appreciate stuff. That. And uh, that's you. tremendously important. Um, do you guys have a lot of uh, like local fans out here and and a strong fan base? That I mean, your records do they show up in like Tower Records and stuff like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, uh, it's. <laughs> it's I don't know if that's like a weird question. I just feel like it to frame it in the way that like Japan works. It's a little bit yeah. insular. It's sometimes. really different from the states. Yeah. Or I don't know right. outside of America, but like, like if I had a homie and he was like, "Yeah, my records in well, Best Buy doesn't even sell right. records anymore." Like if mm. he was like, "Yo, my records in Walmart," so I'd be like, "Yo, what? nigga, you you made yeah, it, man." You, yo, congratulations, <laughs> bring me with you. But like yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. we we know people out here. Like, you know, you go to Jazzy Sport and yeah. their records in there and we can hit them up and mm. chat with them or right, right. even Tower Records or Manhattan, yeah. HMV, mm -hmm, all mm -hmm. of that. It's just like a Disc completely union. different yeah. Yeah, yeah. ecosystem from the yeah. States. Yeah, um, I, I never really did much distribution in the States, but my experience in Japan was that it's pretty easy to get product into the mainstream shops. Yeah, um, it's more of a the challenges in like getting them out of the shots, like mm. people actually mm. picking them up sure. and taking them. So um, the marketing just kind of starts there. You're on the start line right there, and then you need to actually push it to the people so that they'll actually pick it up and take it home. Uh, so Kaigen's album and all my stuff is available in Tower Records and HMV. So we'll be able yeah. to pick up the Truth Attic product yeah. from from the Tower. I was I was yeah. waiting to purchase it. I've only listened to it on Spotify, but I wanted to buy a physical copy. Yeah. Is, is there going to be like a, a is it just a CD this time or is there like a t-shirt package deal cuz that's uh, my jam? Just CD. Just a CD. Yeah. All right. It, is it going to be pressed on vinyl at all or just just CD release? <laughs> I do think <laughs> <laughs> probably just CD. Okay, I'll, I'll yeah. pick it up. You know, yeah. Thanks, I just man. wanted I to make sure that. I had the physical copies. Yeah, like, yeah. E even though you don't have a CD player, I'm really. <laughs> <appreciate> <laughs> what, what, I, what I do, what I do is I, you know, I rip it onto the computer and okay, then add yeah, it to yeah. my. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. But it's like you laptops nowadays don't come with like disk drives yeah. anymore. Yeah. Like, I got an old desktop in the right. living room, and once yeah. that thing goes, I'm not sure what you I'm gonna do with my external CD drive. Plug in your laptop. Buy a CDJ. Yeah. Oh yeah. True. CDJs. Yeah. I mean. I actually tried doing a cassette tape a couple years ago, like trying to go backwards. Yeah, <laughs> that's I a mean, weird that's movement. Popular. To me. Yeah, yeah. I, I find it to be a weird are, movement. But yeah, they're DJs who yeah. DJ off cassette right. tape, yeah. and that's like so hipster to me. It's such a strange <laughs> thing to do. Like, <laughs> know, you know, yeah. well, the thing about it for me is like one, when you're buying physical art, right? It's dope to have physical art. I still completely support right. that, and not just streaming all your music or even downloading it. But like when you buy a piece of vinyl, the audio quality is about as best as you can get outside of FLAC files. And also you get a big 12 by 12 inch, you know, piece yeah, of yeah. artwork that you can stare at and display and really appreciate. With a cassette tape, the audio quality is worse. The cover <laughs> art is even smaller than a CD. And it's just such an antiquated piece of equipment. 
equipment. Vinyl is still going strong, but there's a real strong tape movement right Depends now. Depends on the aesthetic also. Though. Yeah. yeah. Like, True. Uh, the lo-fi movement has a lot of cassette tape stuff. Yeah, there's a huge... Yeah, uh, the, the beat tape. Yeah. Memphis yeah. rap Memphis underground rap. tape trading movement. It's really yeah, I think it's wow. kind of going back to that mixtape culture. It's more of an underground, yeah. you know, bedroom feel. I think that people appreciate. And I'm tremendously nostalgic for like the era of giving your friend a a, a 90 minute tape yeah. of your own mix. And right. I found out about so much music through just tape trading, mm-hmm. like you know, songs that are lost forever that I'll never hear again, right. probably. Of just demo four track joints from homies of homies of homies. <laughs> yeah, all gone, but yeah. I just can't see myself buying a cassette tape, man. <laughs> CD, sure. Know, yeah. Record, absolutely, but yeah. I love it when people give me cassette tapes, though, like handmade cassette tapes with yeah. like names written on it and everything. Oh, I just yeah. I just appreciate the craft in it, I yeah, guess. Like man. it's more of a tangible thing. Yeah. But I never play it though. <laughs> <laughs> yo, you think getting a CD yo, my laptop it. don't got a cassette tape player on it. I can't rock it. Just like yeah. looking at it. Yeah, I I think that's the thing. It's like a collectible item and yeah. it tends to be easier to produce if you're an artist than a piece of vinyl. You can press up more tapes than vinyl. I think generally is uh, I don't know, I'm not in the music industry mm. but is that is is uh, it cheaper to produce cassette tapes than vinyl i think uh, so yeah yeah it seems it's like pretty yeah. expensive yeah. to yeah. make yeah, vinyl pretty expensive even it's shipping cheaper, it is yeah. heavy yeah. as hell if you get a hundred yeah. like yeah okay for sure yeah. so so this new album came out and i'm i'm hoping everybody goes that listens to the podcast goes and picks it up and shows some support we're going to go ahead and play some songs off of that uh after we take a break but um i i just curious where are we at time wise like 45 minutes 40 minutes yo before we take the break oh i wasn't going to take a break i was just saying oh okay yeah yeah. (laughs) No, but yeah, I, I, I do want to get some more perspective on you guys for, uh, about the Tokyo scene. Like, Who are some dope cats out here that you guys really enjoy that you work with or perhaps that you don't even work with? Just guys you appreciate in the Tokyo community or the, j- mm. the community in Japan. Wow. Uh, that's, that's we mentioned a hard one. we mentioned Candle <laughs> earlier. I know yeah, Bugseed has know, done some work candle, with you. Candle, Bugseed. Um, yeah, Bugseed is a dope beat producer. He's uh, he's on my album Rokuro. Uh, he's in Okinawa now. Um, he was back in Tokyo a few years ago, and we used to like hang out and uh, do some beat stuff or songs together. But uh, not so much recently since it's just he's far away. <laughs> he, he but was, um, like two or three years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he's still you know we still connect on uh, online and stuff. Um, other than that, of course, Shingo has been my senpai, sensei for forever, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I've been studying under Dope. him for a while, and uh, so he's always an inspiration, even as uh, the new albums that he released uh, at the end of last year and uh, beginning of this year were super dope. Right. Oh, but we're, we're, we're live again. Um, as... Uh, I'm editing this one, so I don't need to make notes. But, um, yeah, as we were saying, um, there was a nice, wonderful little drop out there that I'll edit nicely. <laughs> but, um, who? yeah, so you mentioned... Yeah, yeah, so... Uh, you were saying you were saying uh, that Shingo 2 is, like, uh, your senpai. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you know Chase? Do you know DNZ? He used to um, DJ for... I, I met him a few times, but not not that much, okay. actually. I met him yeah, maybe once or twice, yeah. He hangs out with my friend Earl, who's uh, dope producer b-boy okay yeah word and um candles super dope yeah 
and uh, who else? What about the producer uh, that that took care of all the production on uh, Rokuro? Yeah, that's um, uh, Masashi. Masashi. Is he out here in Tokyo as well? He, yeah, he's in Kanagawa, but in the area. Uh, yeah, he's super dope. He makes beats. Obviously, he raps. He also plays the guitar and some instruments. Uh, he does everything. His production super nice. Yeah, and he he writes for uh, like music media and stuff too. So he's pretty well known as a writer oh, too. Uh, very cool. So yeah, he's uh, he's who's one of on, the guys. Who's on the label? Is Meditative kind of just like a moving cast of artists that you kind of get together with, collaborate and release, or is there like a, a stable of Meditative record Yeah, well, artists? there's like some core members that we constantly work with, uh, and then there's like just the larger crew, I guess, <laughs> that's sort of around, yeah. floating in and out mm -hmm. and collaborating with. Like there's Kuroyagi, who's super dope. He's like one of the dopest, I think, in terms of flow and lyricism. Should definitely check him out. Okay, um, Kuroyagi is not like officially meditative, but oh, he that is dude in. Is dope. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's in my album, and we're always doing stuff together. He's got so. a really dope voice. Yeah, too. he's got the sickest flow. Yeah. So, check him out. And I uh, also got what Turabu, who's this uh, guy from Kuwait. Uh, he raps in English, Arabic, and Japanese. Wow, he has a crazy flow and lyricism too. He makes dope beats too. So. Watch out for him. No he's doubt. Putting, he's got some stuff out of Meditative already, but uh, there'll be more from him, definitely. And, and you? on the label, technically. Hmm? Who's on the label? Who's label? on? You? Me. And Masashi. You, Masashi. Uh, Turabu. Uh, Let's see. The Mega Late Show podcast <laughs> is signed with Mega uh, with, with Meditative Records. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I don't even know who's. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, hey man, someone, I just run the I, shit. I missed someone. He's probably. like, I'm on artist mode today, not executive mode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna yeah. have to look up the site. Yeah. Have, have your people get with my people, <laughs> which is just me should, later. Should have brought like the page or something. Yeah. <laughs> All good, man. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, like um, because you guys are out here and because we support your music we tend to talk about you guys when new projects are coming or uh anything like that so we'll keep people posted on uh the interworkings of the label or yeah is, can we say label is that yeah, still yeah, term? Yeah, of yeah, the label so, or? yeah label and um like kaigen i've uh, you you rap uh completely in japanese all the time yeah. and meso you as well like i rarely hear you rap in english yeah. is, that, is that just like a creative choice for you or just um, how your mind functions i just like in terms of hip hop and rapping, Japanese was my first language, even though English is my first language. Um, so, kind of stepping into English as my second language of hip hop or MCing now. Okay. So, I have some tracks in English. There's only like maybe five. Yeah, maybe, I can't I think know, of but, any but, off the head. But doing more now. Okay. Yeah. Cool, man. Do you guys have like a collaborative project planning to come out anytime soon? I wouldn't mind hearing you over more of his beats. Oh yeah, oh. I wouldn't mind hearing that. More, yeah. <laughs> do you do any production uh, yourself? I uh, used to. Oh. Used It'd be to, like yeah. a, you know, you rap over his beats, <laughs> he raps over your beats, yeah, like a back yeah. and forth. Now, yeah. I don't know. I just want more music, yeah. guys, because right. Root is the new That's leaf. An idea, yeah. Is a jam. Uh, is a jam. Yeah. It was actually the first time I rapped on uh, Kaigen's beats. I think. Yeah, you got some new project. On. Yeah. No, that's the first time. No. Think so. Kaigen, you uh, produced yeah, you produce some yeah. of the tracks on, but, uh, on Root too, though, right? Just our interviews. Yeah, oh, the, yeah, the cool summer the dusk is you, right? Yeah. I think, if I recall correctly. Okay. That's true. Yeah, maybe we can play this track later. The the one from your album. Yeah, that I'm on. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, so the first track that Kaigen made and I rapped mm. on, I think. 
finally. We will share some <laughs> after, dope music. After 14 years of collaborating <laughs> for the first time. It's kind of last minute, too. I think it was the last verse that yeah. was recorded. Oh, I wasn't wow. supposed to be on this album to oh. begin with, but it was like, can you? <laughs> no, don't, don't. He was like, yeah, I'll, uh, you know, I got to charge you full price, though, for the feature. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah he's, I'm going to take it out of his check. Do you guys have any shows uh, planned around the album release? Or are you guys going to be doing any live beat or anything? Come on, guy again. <laughs> come on. Yeah, I've been telling him. Uh, not trying yet. No, come on. You should definitely do that. <laughs> I would, I would love to see you guys live, even rapping. You know, when I came out here, I was like, Kaigen's out here. I'm going to see his ass <laughs> rap. And in fact, the the um, the open mic that I went to, I knew he was going. I was like, oh, I'm going to see him rap. And when I got there, he's like, I rapped a little earlier, but I'm not rapping anymore. I was like, damn it. <laughs> but I would love to see you guys perform a show. And, and to be yeah. honest, I, I can't recall seeing any recent shows of you guys performing. Maybe, uh, maybe battle rap, which I'm kind of outside mm. of that sphere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, I do shows like here and there, like maybe every other month. I have a show coming up uh, next month or the month after that. But okay, yeah, not, please tell us about those shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Well, we have a segment but, at the end of the podcast mm. where we talk about all the upcoming shows we know about. So definitely plug those in so right, we can right. check them out. Yeah, we need to uh, get Kaigen in one of these shows. Yeah. <laughs> Are you just not interested in performing live anymore? Uh, I think so. Mm. Okay. I haven't done any show here like for for a couple of years. Yeah. yeah, I mean I've been friends with uh, both of you on. F- I, I've been friends with you for at least three years, and I think I've been your friend for maybe five or six. And I just haven't seen any any shows, and I would love to see that. So, just you know, putting a bug in your ear, think about <laughs> it, maybe make it happen. Once you get back into like record label exec mode, you know, mm. try to talk them into it, Mezo. Yeah, I, I've been asking. Yeah, yeah, okay. Cool, yeah. but the thing is, like, we put together these um, the freestyle events, like the one that you went to. Mm-hmm. That's called Word of Mouth, and uh, we like so we'll have like beat makers come, like Bugseed and other guys, mm-hmm. Masashi, play some beats, spin, spin, or whatever, and then have the MCs just freestyle over, and he'll come, he'll come through and support it, mm. but uh, he never gets on the mic. <laughs> he's just observing, so he's just waiting for the perfect moment. Mm-hmm. I think, right? the strong, silent type. I yeah, dig yeah, it. Yeah, just studying everyone's style. Yeah, man. <laughs> All right. Well, shoot. Uh, do you have any more questions, Late? Do you want to hit him with some temperature check type of questions before we take a break? <laughs> uh, yeah, let's do that. Okay. Let's start. When you were 16 years old, who was your favorite rapper? Or did you like rap at 16? Mm. I was not into hip hop at the time, I think. So I don't have any. <laughs> what about what, what about was the, the first spark for you guys, yeah. both of you? When did you get into hip hop and like who was the first artist that you really liked? Mm, I was into like metal rap, like you know, like Rage Against the Machine, okay, Kong or something like that. And then through that. I got into hip hop. So oh, okay. It's a bit different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Rage is super dope. Yeah. Scott still killed his verses on those last Run the Jewels albums. Really dope. I still fuck with Corn. Yeah. Old Corn. Yeah. I haven't. I don't know if Corn has come out with a new album in the last twenty years, but the albums twenty years ago <laughs> oh, were definitely. just fine by me. Yeah, <laughs> they were cool. They have. 
Yeah, they had something no new like five years ago or something. Have like you that. seen that YouTube video of the guy eating corn while listening to corn with <laughs> corn rows in his hair? It is very <laughs> meta. Wow. Don't watch that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but he's just eating corn, listening to corn. So oh, okay. what was the transition from metal, rap metal, new, uh, new metal to uh, hip hop? No, it's just uh, how did you find out about Anticon? Anticon, I think, like some friend from not high school or university that just like like suggested me to listen to Anticon and some underground hip hop stuff. They came out here in the early 2000s and did some shows with Crush yeah, and like DJ so. Baku as well, I think. So I know that they kind of had like, there was like a news article of them. I remember seeing it in Japanese and stuff too. Like after 9 11, they were out here. Oh, yeah, yeah. They had right. that track with DJ Crush. Yeah. Right. Uh, Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was sick. Yeah. yeah. Did you go to school in Australia? Yeah, but uh, just uh, a couple of years. Where in Australia? Uh, That's where Late's trying to move. Nice place. Mm, I, nice uh, place. At least I've heard. Did you start making music down there, or were you already uh, doing that? I actually, yeah. Mm, I started making music there, I think. You still got people out there? Mm, I met, yeah, I met. Race race cross of directs. Oh there. yeah. Then like they already yeah put some records there. So just mm. yeah, raceless is super cool, man. Who else is on Curse of Dialect? Volk Macedonski. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I forget all their names, but they're so. For people that don't know, these guys are so peculiar. They do their shows. They have like homemade, like kind of very like ethnic looking outfits like very indigenous people but it's like this weird mixture in their own thing they look like a really crazy group <laughs> of people that would like yeah, yeah. Y you you wouldn't want to come across it's them like, that uh ramel z kind of energy yeah. going absolutely on. absolutely yeah. like More futuristic <laughs> like indigenous you know like it's yeah they're super dope though and and i really like what they stand for like inclusion diversity and mm. just you know uh togetherness so very okay. generous yeah. what, what about, what about you? you mesa what was your kikake? Uh, shout kikake, out yeah to the synchronicity right yeah. there yeah same wavelength um, <laughs> i've been doing this almost three years <laughs> it's working um for me it was um this is really cheesy, but uh, Will Smith, same. <laughs> the Millennium <laughs> album, top very, five all time. Very close. Um, no, no, it was that movie. Um, what was it? With Michelle Pfeiffer, um, Dangerous Minds. <laughs> Dangerous Minds. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. Sure, remember that? Yeah, that I, Coolio. Coolio, Gangsters yeah, Paradise. Gangsters Paradise. I was yeah. like, wow, this, this is pretty cool. So yeah, I got that the soundtrack with Coolio, and it was like, wow, what is this? And just is there anything else on that soundtrack? I don't yes. remember. Yes. <laughs> probably something else on There it, was. I mean, Coolio was Wait, why were you looking around like you I, I, have? I, I was going <laughs> to try to like, <laughs> pull out. That pull out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But oh, no, yeah. Yeah, that there was. was. The, that was the jam at the time, though. So yeah. it started That there. was the jam. That was, right? Well, it, Coolio, Coolio seems like a corny guy now, but Coolio was really uh, deep into the under, West Coast underground. He was right. at Project Blowed, and he was at, you know, the Good Life Cafe, and mm -hmm. we appreciated him in the same way that, like, 
like Skilo, you know, I wish I was a little bit yeah, taller. Yeah. He was a real MC. Him right. and like Ahmad, um, Ahmad. back in the days when yeah, I was yeah, young. Yeah. All those cats uh, were really dope. Yeah. Same with yeah. Coolio. Yeah, so I kind of started from that like West Coast stuff, you yeah. could say. And then uh, from that, I branched out into uh, Tupac. Word. Yeah. That's the natural progression. Yeah, I, I guess suppose. so. And then yeah. I got really, you know, angry and stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it was like 15. And middle school. Yeah. You know, yeah, middle school, school being the only Hafu kid in the classroom. Yeah. It's weirdo. So yeah. it's like it speaks to outsiders, yeah. man. It speaks yeah, to yeah, peculiar it people. Hip hop yeah, does. It kind of changed my yeah. mind in a way. And yeah. From there on. Yeah. And then I guess I listened to some Japanese hip hop after that. But yeah, the beginning was. Dangerous so your minds, yeah. favorite MCs when you were 16, like Coolio, Tupac, and Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer. <laughs> and Michelle Pfeiffer. Bars. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, uh, yeah, I also like some Japanese hip-hop. So, uh, I would like to say At Buddha Brand. Time? Yeah, oh, Buddha no, no. Brand. I was listening that. to a lot of Buddha Brand and uh, Shaka Zombie. I don't know if you guys know them. No, they're, we, not, they're not active Shaka now, Zombie I is... I don't, we like I don't having know. people... You know, expose us more to what was happening uh, contemporarily in mm. Japan because you know we've talked to some older heads, some OGs, and you know they're right, like right. hip us to you know the the everything changed ECDs. after Lamp Eye, yeah, right, right, right. 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 Yeah. But there's still some like yeah. gaps where like, oh, what was dope in like the late '90s or the early 2000s? Still working yeah, on yeah. that out. But yeah, man. Yeah, I think do you uh, do you both listen to primarily like Japanese hip hop now, or are you still into you? You mentioned we were mentioning that new Nas joint, that Jero yeah, of rap scat attack. I like that. Uh, you like it? Yeah. I, it feels weird to me, man. It's I like mean, a weird look for Nas. Yeah, for Nas, it's something new, definitely. Yeah. Uh, but I, I like that. It's it, something. He's trying something new. It does yeah. speak to my sensibilities because I very much come from that freestyle fellowship, yeah. double time, sing song, right. jazz style approach to lyricism, the horn player style of, right. of rapping, not the percussive. Yeah, and yeah. Nas is doing that, but he just sounds a little bit too monotone for me. His voice doesn't yeah, have yeah. enough, like. He doesn't really go into the melody right. as much as, like, a like he keeps like a pentameter, so, yeah. So to speak. I think he was trying to go for a balance because once you do that style, you kind of have to go into either being melodic yeah. or being monotonous. And he was right. going in between, not yeah. shifting yeah. Like all the way to either side. And, and as far as I can tell, in like the you know the internet landscape, it seems as though it's very divisive. Some people are like, I dig Nas doing this, and people are like, I want to hear this even less than I wanted to hear Uchiwali. You know, it's like different, but hmm. I, 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 I do kind of appreciate Nas is trying to bring it back to some real like creative hip hop stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he did that album with, what was it? Distant Relatives with the Marley. Um, yeah, yeah. Damien, Damien. Damien Marley. Yeah. And that was yeah, cool. Was you know, it's like, whereas like, you know, some of his other contemporaries are either trying to keep it completely old school boom bap or they've kind of adopted the kind it of it's kind of interesting tropes. right because yeah. nas went pop a yeah. long time ago yeah he kind of it's kind of like he did that and he was like all right cool and then you know it was still matic yeah and ever since then he's been either fucking with salam remy mm -hmm. and you know he still works with some more yeah. modern producers mm -hmm. but he hasn't really you know done the oh oh me back yeah, he, style he hasn't tried to make like a song that's going to pop, like be like, oh, this is the song. Actually, of the there summer. was that time, like late 2000, like a little bit after the Blueprint came out, where him and the Bravehearts had a oh, song yeah. with Lil Jon. Oh, you know, 
Fair enough. I mean, but that was that was like fifteen. That was like the height of ago. who who wasn't making songs with Little John? Yeah. Who wasn't crunk? Yeah. Micah Nine. Late two thousand. <laughs> Micah Nine, Nine never got crunk. No, he never got crunk. Not that yeah. I remember. What? He should. Isn't yeah. Hyphy just like the West Coast cousin of crunk? Hyphy is like the the bastard stepchild of like ecstasy. I don't know. What do you think they were doing that freak Nick, man? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I back to Nas though. Like you know, he was definitely. Uh, like a true school hip hop guy, and then he mm-hmm. transitioned towards the kind of shiny suit, colorful shit. Yeah. And then around the mid to late aughts, he was like, "Yo, hip hop is dead." And then we were like, "Yo, you're kind of the guy that helped kill that." Like all the underground cats have still been making this shit. It's like real, authentic, experimental, and just hip hop. And now you're telling us it's dead. You did that. That's what we were thinking back then. I had this question when you were talking about the state of. The culture today you kind of yeah. went into the battle scene more but right as an mc and an executive pretty much how do you feel about you know japanese hip-hop with the mainstream and what's not necessarily represented inside of it hmm. hmm i i don't really know like if there really is a mainstream and non-mainstream now that much as like opposed to how it was like when I was growing up and new into the culture, like I don't, I don't think there's like a clear line between the two. I, I used to be like total underground head, and like everything had to be underground. If not, then you're a sellout and fuck you kind of mm. mentality. But I don't really feel that way anymore. I don't really feel like it works that way anymore. Yeah. Um, so, like, what's dope is dope, regardless of being underground if it is but like the only difference right now is like if you have a lot of followers or not i think yeah pretty much yo are there any mainstream japanese rappers right now what's his name miyachi is kind miyachi of besides is, like he's, um, Ko? You know, he's not really Ko, yeah. like japanese japanese though yeah miyachi he's is japanese american japanese american is he yeah, yeah he's from new york yeah, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. I'm not too familiar with his work. I've heard a few songs, yeah, but... He's, he's dope. <laughs> yeah. He's dope. Yeah. But, um, yeah, mainstream... Who is, is Kojo mainstream, mainstream Kojo? out here? I, I, I wouldn't don't know. I don't, huh? I don't know. I mean, he's... Like no no he's, shots at Kojo, because he's, he's dope, but well, I don't think he's... Well, the thing is, like... Or I think in Japan, like, like you were saying, mainstream doesn't necessarily demo- denote, like, a different type of quality. It's just, like, how much cultural saturation you really yeah, have here I in Japan. So. Yeah. And how how often major outlets will push you to a larger right. public. Like, are you going to show up on, like, the Japanese, you know, game show or mm-hmm. not? Word. No. Well, like, Word. Ko was on, like, an Utada Hikaru record, which is, like... Right, right. He was on a Frank Ocean record, you know? Yeah, Like, yeah, like nobody is, else is really doing it on that level. That I've, is... That I've heard, at least. Yeah. So, mm. if there Yeah, is, I mean, like, you could have, like, uh, underground sort of mentality and just be successful, and does that turn you into a mainstream artist overnight, or what? Right. Is, I think the question is... Yeah. Run that beat back one more time, please. Whatever you that were just playing. That shit is dope. Yeah. Who is that? Uh, I believe that's Mad Lib. Mm. Shout out. Did so you guys hear Bandana? No. <laughs> yeah, you're not into that. I've heard of it. I've heard of it. Yeah. I haven't listened to it. Yeah, it's really yeah. the production on it is really crazy. Yeah. And Gibbs can rap his ass off. But yeah, I was feeling that beat a lot. I always, I had to fight to stop myself from cutting you off during that because I was like, oh shit. And he was saying some real shit. I was like, bars, bars, bars. <laughs> but yeah, dope, man. Um, let's try another, uh, some other like temperature check type of questions. Yeah. Um, favorite hip hop album of all time. Both of you. Or, I mean, it doesn't have to be the pinnacle, but just a few that come to your mind of, like, masterpieces in hip-hop. Yeah. 
Well, Name yourself if you like. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I, I don't know about Kaigen, but I, I don't really listen to my music that much. And uh, masterpiece-wise, it would just have to be something that I like to listen to. And I think perfect uh, in that perspective, yeah. it would probably be like 36 Chambers. Bet. Yeah. And Ryoku uh, Oshokujinshu. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Can you elaborate on that for us, Gaijin here? Uh, yeah, Ryoku <laughs> Oshokujinshu had some Latin name to it, yeah. which I can't uh, recall right now, but it's the know. the second album by Shingo 2. Oh, okay. Yeah. I and, probably uh, have heard that. Just One of the sickest good. Japanese albums ever, yeah, I would think. Ryoku Oshokujinshu. Jinshu. Oshokujinshu means uh, yellow skin person. Ryoku mm. Oshoku is a word that's used for greens, green veggies. Ryoku Oshoku Yasai. So you kind of put them together. Bread, yeah. So, like, oh. like it's organic people is oh. kind of the theme of it. Oh, Shout out to Shingo, too. Yeah, that guy's <laughs> a mastermind. Yeah, he's brilliant. He, he was yeah. one of the kind of like the first Japanese artists that I was really familiar with. Like, it was like Crush. Uh, DJ Honda, Shingo 2, and Arata from uh, Living Legends and shit. Yeah, the earliest Japanese cats I was familiar with. Yeah, yeah. But super dope. Yeah, what about you, Kai, Kai Gen? A, uh, a hip hop album? I just said, Ryoko Shokujinshu. Yeah. I'm going to murder that. He's trying to look up the, the Latin name for Ryoko uh, Shoku. Uh, I've never heard anyone can't, actually can't say that, but anyway, yeah. Yoko yeah. Oshoku is the title. You should check it out. Definitely, on definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do that immediately. Yeah. What about you, Kaigen? A, 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 a masterpiece hip hop album? Uh, do you have a favorite Anticon joint? Follow the leader, Korn. Uh, yeah. My favorite would be like uh, Deep, Deep Puddle Dynamics. Ah, that one. I forgot the album name. But, uh, yeah, well, uh, the Taste of Rain, yeah, Why yeah, Kneel, yeah. which is a uh, a line from Jack Kerouac, the great beat poet. Ooh, Man, yeah, that album that. is super dope. Yeah. You know, the way that they put that album together was a little bit amazing. Like a lot of times it would just like put a bunch of lines into a hat and pull out the lines and then just hmm. decide to wrap that, you know, back to back for like a chorus. Huh. There's a song on that. Uh, it's called The Candle, um, where each of them uh, rhyme from the position of a part of the candle. Like Dose One is the wick, the fire. Hmm. And then like Soul or Alias is the, the actual candle wax. And... Um, uh, yeah, all of the parts of a candle, and it's just like, and, and you listen to it. I listened to it so many times before I picked up that that's what they were doing. But so huh. many of the tracks are this really wildly creative approach um, yeah, to cool. to this avant garde rap shit. Yeah. There's the one song, um, "I Am Hip Hop," where they all take the positions of people at a rap show. Like Slug is the rapper, um, Soul is a killer, um, Dose One is the drunk guy, and then there's the person who's stabbed at the show, mm. and it's wow. just like. It's so wildly creative, and what it like Anticon, what they were doing back then is like they wouldn't rap, they wouldn't rap a bar unless it sounded like, a, like it could be read as poetry. So hmm. they would just basically do these kind of spoken word joints where they're also using uh, rhythmic devices, you know, and poetic devices to have a cadence, and just kill them over beats. And hmm. like Dose One really became Dose One on that album because they recorded the first half in like '97 or. 
97 and then the second half in 98 and you can hear the switch where dose is just like this is me i found my voice i'm super weirder now <laughs> like i got more weird and, and and to me like that is um a deep underground uh, underground f- like favorite mm. of mine but yeah. it's also something that i don't just offer to people because i don't think a lot of people's sensibilities would appreciate it so, you know like if you're a fan of like only Wu Tang or like Jedi mind tricks. Mm. There's no way in hell that you're gonna like this <laughs> deep puddle dynamics hey. joint. A word, word up. Uh, I'm glad I got to yeah. talk about fucking <laughs> Anticon. It's rare that I get to go off on tangents about that shit, man. But those guys to me were just were doing something really brilliant, and it really and they were even being hated on back then by guys like Merce and the Living Legends. Like yeah. they didn't like those white dudes mm-hmm. from you know calling themselves like real hip hop. And there's problematic right. elements of that, Nerd but rap, yeah. what they were doing was wildly creative, and it is hip hop as you can get. Yeah. It's I weird mean, as fuck. But it's like, are they, they all white? Yes. Is Dose white? Yes. He doesn't really look white. He yeah. is a little bit... And we used to think he looks a little ambiguous. Yeah. He could be like a mulatto type of guy, yeah. but he's white. Oh, is he? Totally white. Hmm. Oh, uh, like, Slug is the one that's like part black. Oh, yeah. really? What? Yeah. 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 Slug is part black. His dad yeah. is like black and... Um, Italian or something like he, he his he's black like really? partially yeah. wow just a really phenomenal collective of music that came out of them like so yeah, much creativity that influenced a lot more than people like to give it credit for like TV on the radio definitely heard cloud dead you know so yeah. word let's go ahead and take a break since I'm already rambling for five minutes uh, shout out to our guests Meso and Kai again when we come back we're going to uh, play some music from the new album and some other stuff and yeah. then we'll be done What up, what up? I'm Adrian Young. I'm Ali Shaheed Muhammad. And we are The Midnight Hour. And you are listening to Mega Late Show. Skirt. Yo, this is Goyama. You're listening to the Wokest Tokyo podcast, The Mega Late Show, 200 IQ version. Fusion. Ha! Hmm. That's right. Well, that was a little commercial break in which you guys may have heard a drop from one of our favorite guests. I'm not sure we'll put there yet, but uh, yes, you'll hear that. We're Shout back. out to Takashi Murakami. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll use that drop if I can find it. Uh, Takashi Murakami's drop. But yeah, Mega Late Show, episode number 82 with our illustrious guest, uh, Kai Gen, whose new album dropped. We're going to share some tracks from that. And it dropped on Meditative Records, yeah. which is Meso's uh, Baby. Yep. Isn't it weird to say baby? That was pretty weird. <laughs> I've never, never heard you say that. Get in my Don't know ear. Where you came yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. I've, never, I've never used that again. Actually, we're going to edit that out immediately. No, but but yeah, absolutely that. And so um, right now. Right now, we're going to go ahead and get into the uh, weather report segment of the podcast. And we call it a weather report because it's like the things that That's are around what we us. we decided when we first yeah, started. Yeah, and, and we just kind of stuck with it. I'm not sure. Maybe 100 will switch it up. Yeah, I think 100 will will make some changes. Changes. Some rebranding. To this baby. Yeah, and that's coming up soon, man. A couple more weeks, and uh, we're going to hit you guys with episode 100. Who do we have on next week? God Faded? Japan? 
No, that's next month. I don't even know who we got on that. Let me just check because I'm curious myself. Yeah, uh, I'm nothing but right nothing but illustrious guests. Oh, we're next off month next month is week. Oh, Ramen Beast. Yeah, it's is going August. to be in August. Yeah. Where? Ramen Beast is the guy who um, he created a ramen app where you can use it like a uh, a maps, like Google Maps, and it shows you all the ramen places that are around and uh. he uh, posts like he's eats probably like 500 bowls of ramen a year and does reviews on them all around Japan. And this guy is just a crazy ramen eater. He's pro- his blood is probably like half sodium at this point. But yo, like a super dope cat from the Bay Area, and he'll be on. I'm not sure what we're gonna release for the break. Maybe that DJ Neil Armstrong shit. Yeah, that's the only thing we have in the yeah, can. Right? Okay. Uh, we also got the controllerize uh, interview that we did, so maybe we'll do something like that. But pay attention and definitely go check out uh, the music from our guys, uh, Meso and Kaigen. And I'm going to go ahead and drop a song from their 2010 project, which was called Root is the New Leaf. And um, the project came out under the name... Uh, Kaigen 23 Meso or Meso 23 20, 21 20 <laughs> <laughs> close enough yeah yeah my bad my bad um, hold on let me bring that up right quick uh, 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 uh. what beat is this like this is Twilight Speedball by Most Def apparently made by the Neptunes mm. which I also didn't know alright I don't know a lot of shit guys <laughs> I was learning but I'm learning every day yeah, yeah. alright here we go hmm hold on let me see here so the, the name Kaigen 21 Meso comes from Gaijin 21 Meso, which was a MC battle name that I used. Okay. And Kaigen kind of flipped it to connect our names together. Yeah. Okay. This is not the song you I wanted to play. that when you were oh. battling? Like out yeah, well, I, I used it just once, actually, but I, I went by the name Gaijin 21 Meso. Mm, word. Okay. I was 21 at the time. Okay. <laughs> How was that received? Uh, I guess it was... Uh, well received, I don't know. I think people thought it was really catchy because there's this villain from like uh, yeah. a mystery novel called Kaijin 21 Mace, Menso, which mm. is like this 21 faced murderer kind of guy. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, so I kind of flipped it from that, you know, the, the superhero yeah. flip thing. Hey, there we go. There's an old video game like that, like something seven, where like your character has like multiple personality disorder. And every time you change a character, he gets like new. He can do different abilities and shit like that. Mm. I forget who made that game. It was real artsy. Dope. This is not the track that I wanted to play, but I love uh, KDI's production, yeah. and this shit is just so dusty. So before well, I well, go before you do that, can I ask like once since we're on like names and gaijin or whatever? Yeah. Like how how does it feel being Japanese rappers? in japan in like a culture that isn't necessarily so receptive to people who go against the grain or the norm or mm. that are the that long nail you know what i mean mm. well i don't know it, it kind of gives for me it's uh kind of gives freedom because like when you're a rapper you don't have to stay within the lines, really. You can say what you want to say, and uh, I can break free from like convention. I think, mm. but I think for a lot of people, even if you're rapping, like I feel like people are still kind of caught in like what society wants mm. you to be, even when you're rhyming, and it kind of limits what they talk about. I feel like uh, it would. I would like to see more MCs kind of breaking out of that and mm. actually thinking freely and voicing what they actually feel. 
I think that's strong in Japan. Like everything's convention, and you know, yeah. uh, obey your senpai mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah, that's still pretty strong. heavy. So, yeah. yeah, even in the hip hop community, you know, like you're not supposed to say anything offensive to anyone who's older than you. Kind of thing is still there. Mm. How about you, Kaigen? Um, I didn't get that question. <laughs> you can ask in Japanese. Yeah. So. I'll do it, but it'll take five minutes yeah, for me yeah, to figure out how like to say that. Like, and you can respond in Japanese as well if you'd like. And then I'll have late translate. Oh, shit. Hey, oh, he, yeah. he gets paid for this. <laughs> oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. Like, I don't see myself as a like, MC, right? more like just an artist. So I don't have any opinion about that, I think. Well, even artists, like, I have friends who do visual art. I ended up at this weird-ass apartment building that was about to be torn down. So I guess the owner of the apartment building let some artists come in and just put exhibits in, like, every apartment room. Mm -hmm. And in the basement, they had, like, this weird-ass performance hall. And my friend was DJing, so he invited me. And it was just, you know, just... You know, weird ass Japanese people making dope ass art, and like, it's when you're walking down Harajuku, and there's the super pale person, and the person with all the piercings, and the person who wears frilly uh, schoolgirl outfits 365 days of the year. Like, um, that's obviously not normal in Japan, or most normal people get nine to fives and just go about their day they might dress up on the weekend but they're not about that life like that mm-hmm. uh in in cultures where maybe going against that isn't looked upon so lightly you know how like for example like your families yeah. like how how how, how do they feel about your yeah. career path and things yeah. like that? What, what does your mom and your dad think about you guys being like full-time artists or working within art instead of working at some company? Well, I'm sure you guys are supporting yourself now, yeah. so it's all gravy. But maybe at the beginning, like what, what were their opinions of it? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, like in my case, like I actually do other work for bills mainly i mean you know music does yeah, make some mm. income but i do other stuff to support my family um so you know as long as i'm paying the bills everyone's right. happy mm. and uh, in addition to that my, my family's been pretty supportive of the art mm. that i do um they feel like it's meaningful i guess nobody's against it mm. i guess in the beginning they thought it was like or at least my parents i think they st- thought that i was you know going in like kind of a, a dangerous yakuza yeah lifestyle yeah. what is this guy doing he's listening to tupac they saw like, dangerous minds they know yeah what type of he's, he's going in the wrong way kind of thing right. but uh, i think they're cool now like they're dope yeah you gave uh, them grandchildren they're fine yeah 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 and my wife's supportive too she helps with you know some of the stuff we do with meditative too so it's, uh, it's becoming more of a family business as well which i'm <laughs> happy about <Work. laughs> your family's cool with uh, yeah. your life choices pretty much 
Well, that's good. I like to hear that because it does seem as though there's like a strong wave of like a conservative Japanese um, adults. You know what I mean? That look like even though they understand like, hey, foreigners are not in the Yakuza because they have tattoos. They still are against tattoos for some reason, you know, Mm -hmm. and and like Mm -hmm. I can imagine having kind of more traditionally conservative Japanese parents, it might be problematic for some of these people working within the same art spaces that you guys are. But it's good to hear that your parents are all okay with you guys going Tupac. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think uh, part of it does have to do with, I think, like (coughs) in my case at least, the content of the lyrics mm. like they would actually like like my my wife's parents would listen to my album mm. go through it and be like this is actually like pretty good lyricism oh. here mm. like, they would Dope. agree yes. or like you know understand yeah. the rhymes Yo, and the thought process this is not the it. money cash hose that we're yeah, used yeah. to when your so, step or no you, when your parents-in-law are like giving you the seal of approval on yeah. your lyrics yeah <laughs> your, Yo, your, your father-in-law is like yeah. I mean, yo son <laughs> bars it's <laughs> <laughs> like five mics in the source there's some tracks you know my, my dad-in-law kind of likes it's <laughs> cool man very wow. cool man yeah. very cool With do you guys t- have siblings uh, I have a brother yeah. in LA yeah only child only child yeah, is he uh, a creative type also yeah yeah he actually uh, he does video and uh, he's done some of my music videos he's worked on uh, nice. Nakanaka Hocho these are on YouTube so some of you might have very cool them, very cool yeah he's super dope with the, the camera and uh, he's working on a new video right now too so nice it's nice to work with you know yeah, yeah, it is a family business Mega Late Show is all about family that said, let me go ahead and play this track, which is called The Original Gaian, uh, with both of you off of this project featuring the great Chesky. Who did the production on this? This is your production? No. Nope. We don't want to talk about this. Okay, okay. <laughs> sure, no problem. But the but you guys kill it. Should I play a different track? No, it's fine. Yeah, I was really feeling this song when it came out. You know, I'm a big Chesky fan, and his music has taken like a little bit of a different direction from the regular hip hop aesthetic. He makes a little bit more folky kind of songwriting stuff now. His new album is really different, but it's really good as well. And um, it features him. He's a styler and just really yeah. dope artist all around. And yeah, one of the dopest. Yeah. This reminds me of a Pigeon John track. Yeah, big fan. Yeah. Yeah. He's super dope. All of the fruit of mother's womb ripped from branches. Naughty by nature, technological advances. We've planted the seeds of damage and beat the plant. Chesky is such a great writer, man. Yeah, amazing with the cadence. Yeah. So for this track, like, I recorded the chorus first. Um, and then Chesky put in his version of the chorus. And that's how we have it right now. Uh, so I was surprised, like, because he kind of, like, took the melody 
and uh, rhythm that I put in there, and he kind of flipped it and made it his thing. It was like, did you kind of, sick. did you both kind of describe what you were saying with your lyrics to give him kind of a structure of what the uh, song uh, yeah, theme, theme could be, the yeah, content yeah. should be? Yeah, yeah, I think we so, yeah. exchanged some emails, went over it. Yeah, yeah. He asked me uh, to send some translation. Yeah. Yeah, super dope. Like, uh, this song just gives me like a really dope kind of summer afternoon vibe. Like, like everything's gonna be all right, man. Shit's going just fine right now. It's a beautiful day. Yeah. Super dope. Super dope. And of course, for our listeners, we put the songs um, at the end of the podcast so you can listen to them without our uh, voices all over them. But make sure you guys go back and you guys check it out on Spotify or purchase these albums wherever these albums are sold. Uh, We'll put some links to where you guys can get the music in the show notes. And um, yeah, support hip hop shit, man. Support local artists, support artists. Do you guys have a favorite track off of this album? Maybe this one? Mm. I, I have one actually. What's your it's, favorite off this uh, one? Uh, small World? Brave Small World? Brave Small World. That's a crazy track. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm. One of the wilder ones. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> no, so this I one, uh, we have MCs with yeah. different mm-hmm. languages. A total of what? Four five, or five maybe yeah. five languages. We just wanted to look for dope MCs that were rapping in different languages. And Kaigen has you know this crazy network, so mm-hmm. we went through that. And who are the other MCs on this joint? Wormhole? Uh, on there? Yeah. Tubes? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Super dope, and, man. Um, Nigel Mongrel is on it. Yeah. No? Uh, just the remix. On the remix? Mm. Is the remix on here? The remix is on the CD, but I don't know if it's on um, Spotify. Okay, yeah. Um, Nigel Mongrel is from Masashi. Oh, yes, it, yeah. He's the same guy. And uh, so he remixed it and he did a verse on it too. Okay. Yeah, the, uh, the production on this album is really varied and different, and there's a lot of different moods and vibes, and you guys give a lot of uh, different rhyme style looks, and you guys have a lot of really dope guest features, and it all comes together to be uh, like a really dope project that I find extremely interesting. So, yeah, shout out to you guys for that. Yeah, thanks. It's, uh, it's definitely been a while since I listened to this. Yeah. Man, I mean, years. it's crazy to think that 2010 was almost 10 years ago. I know, yeah. yeah. yeah it's pretty nuts. Like, um you actually mm. rock only in 2009. Oh, man. And then, mm. like, yeah, put it out next year. Man, it's like... Yeah, w- we didn't really spend too much time on <laughs> putting this yeah. together. It was really quick. Like, I, I remember, it's probably like, I finished my first album, and then we spent, like, a few months, I think, doing this, and just, like, went pretty quick. I remember, like, because... The first album I had to do all on my own is a solo yeah. album, and then this was with Kaigen, so I felt like, well, it's a lot easier to be working with someone else. Sure, half of the work, yeah. more, more than half of the work. Right. Okay, <laughs> so okay, nice, nice. Yeah. Sixteen bars. Yeah. yeah. Well, shoot, let's go ahead and go into um, the uh, the new Truth Addict product uh, product project. Yep. So it's Kaigen, and the name of the album is Truth Addict, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes, well. Yes. Um, I'll just go ahead and start with one of my favorite beats on it, and then you guys can tell me which uh, 
which uh, joints you want to play and talk about. What, what would you like to start with, Kaigen? Uh, this is just... this is new form, which is a beat, and I dig this joint. But which uh, which one should we play? Uh, the one with him, like. Okay. Uh, here we go. Still keep it underground. Oh, featuring Fat Lip. That's yeah, right. Sure. Fat Lip from the legendary Far Side crew. Probably my favorite member of the Far Side. Mm-hmm. But hold on, let me let this peak for a second. Definitely him or um, Booty Brown. Uh, real name. I'm just going to be quiet because I don't remember all the names of the dudes in the far side right now. Yeah, I'm blinking. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Trey. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Trey. I'm surprised I didn't remember that. Anyways, um, but yeah, super dope. Um, let me go ahead and bring that up. What type of uh, music equipment do you use? Um, I'm using uh, FL Studio. Okay. No hardware, just no, no hardware. Oh, shit. Shout out to Fruity Loop Studio, man. Yeah. That was like <laughs> one of the first free production like programs, like That's Ninth good. Wonder. Fucking. You got them lifetime updates? Uh, yeah. I think so. Nice. Gotta get in early, man. Farside was just out here, but it wasn't Fat Lip. It was like a uh, Booty and Brown Trey. And, and Trey. No, the other one. Right? Oh, come on, late. We already could. You should have just said it was Trey, so we were on point. Nah, that's that's a big thing, man. That's why they can use the name. There's like a split. They they go by a different name. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, uh, Trey and Fat Lip. Mm. Yeah. So this is uh, still keep it underground. Yeah, I remember you were kind of um, like there. Were, some of these songs were available before the full length came out. Like you were releasing them a little bit slowly over the last year or so. I think I th- I've, I heard like the um, yeah the cool Keith joint maybe yeah. like a year like right a, a while and, uh, ago. The other one, was it Beef? Is it the one with Blue? The one yeah, with yeah, Blue. blue. Shingo? Oh, yeah. it's well done. Yeah. Well done, well yeah, done, well done, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so um, when I shared this track with uh, the guys in Meditative, they were like, wow, you really went old school with this flow. Mm. Yeah, I uh, wasn't really aware that I was going old school, but oh, yeah? <laughs> I guess it sounds that way. I, I was kind of mat- trying to match the energy of Fat Lip. Okay. Because his verse was he, recorded first. He definitely sounded like an older... Yeah, yeah, he's got that you know, more yeah. traditional structure with it mm-hmm. um, so it kind of took from his energy and uh, his lyrical content too yeah man there's just like um, 
I was, I, you know, I saw you as you were uh, putting this album together. You know, there were a few tracks, and um, I remember you were looking for somebody to do some artwork for it, like, uh, you know, the uh, drawn faces with kind of, uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um, so I've been watching this kind of develop for a while, and every time that I hear about it more and more, I was like, yo, he got cool Keith. Like, <laughs> oh, shit, blues on it. Is it self-Jupiter? Like, it, it's really dope seeing you collaborate with so many of these um like really notable MCs in the culture and it's dope that they would you know come onto your project did you have like a uh, relationships with them before uh, uh, you began pretty much through self Jupiter okay and uh, expect except for cookie okay you just reach out to cool Keith? yeah yeah that's it yeah. <laughs> he's a, he's the guy man he's a like a, a super interesting character in the space of hip-hop like uh, a real bastard style you know like his own type of style and approach and yeah the the work that you guys did on it man this is really good should i play a, another track off it do you recommend uh, another one this is a jam too i kind of be rocking yeah. with this shit too just like yeah i'm gonna clean the kitchen <laughs> <laughs> yeah long, this one is long travels yeah. goodbye my friend and yeah, it's the last, last cut uh, on the album what, what's another one you guys think i should play I really dig New Form, which I played. I like Jurassic 2 with uh, yeah, um, maybe Jurassic, two, yeah. Jurassic 2 with uh, Tuna and uh, Akil of the Jurassic 5. Yeah, this beat is dope. Do you do the mixing and mastering? Uh, DJ Nobody and uh, Daddy Kev. Oh shit! Shout out to them. It's a sh it's a shame that they uh they shut down the low end, but you yeah. Know. yeah. Yeah, I was uh, the reason I was really enjoying the low end is because they would come out here and do shows. The last time uh, uh Daddy Kev and Nobody were out here, I was at that show, and uh, that's where we met. That's where I met Keen at that show the homie keen so yeah did you go to the what's that fucking blanking man the the party in la the the low end oh the get over the duo the duo did you go to the do over oh. this year no. the adidas do over party that they do yeah you're talking about the one the one that was here or the one that was in the States? The one that's here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I didn't go to that. Did you go to that? You went to that. to that. You went to that with Shad, right? Yes, we did. Okay. What uh, do, do you guys go to a lot of hip-hop events out here? Out, out, like, outside of like, the beat, uh, the, uh, the battles and shit? Not really, man. No, I, really. <laughs> I don't even go to the battles. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, I go out when I'm performing, pretty much. And uh, if one of the guys from Meditative is performing, I'll okay. check it out. But uh, other than that, I haven't been really Yo, the spending a lot of time in the scene recently, unfortunately. Yeah. The battle scene is so interesting to me, man. Like, they do battles at Ageha sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think they film there. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty TV shows. not what I would expect Akiha to be doing. Yeah. Well, I guess they, they get these venues packed, though. Like, you know, yeah, they do. 500 capacity, 1,000. They get it packed. That's like, I think the biggest shows are battles these days, pretty much. Yeah, judging from yeah. the videos I see online, it's like, yeah, that's like yeah. hella people there for a battle. We talk about this a lot, like, you know, mm. how... 
different segments of the culture here are right. so segmented and separated right. from each other. Like, yeah. I bet if I was at the show Mega was at last night or even, you know, some things that I frequent regularly, like the breakdown or mm. speakeasy or whatever. Like, I was like, oh, did you go to that battle at Ageha? They'd be like, huh? There's battles at Ageha? Yeah. yeah. Like, And then if I went to Ageha, I was like, yo, are you coming to this next week? They'll be like, what? What is that? You know? It, I wonder, like, exactly how the promotion for these things work. Because, like, we actively search for these type of events, and mm. we don't seem... We don't yeah. seem to find out about them, and we're actively trying to search for them. I wonder if it's just like an insular community. I see battles sometimes. Like, like yeah. I guess battle, the big battle ones. Events? Yeah, just any type of hip hop events, really. Like mm. sometimes it's like you just oh, need yeah. to know somebody that has an Instagram page to find out about yeah. them. There's I not hate a lot when somebody's of somebody's like, "Yo, this happened like two weeks ago." They were like, "Oh, I can't come. I'm going to the group home show that oh, day." Yeah, yeah. I was like. Why, when the fuck did Group Home announce nah, they were right. having the show? Yeah. There doesn't yeah. seem to be a lot of like um, like a central place where like all the hip hop shit is promoted. Nobody's mm-hmm. really taking up those reins right. outside of us. And like, you know, we don't know everybody in the scene here. So like, yeah, yeah. we don't have connections with the battle community. So we don't hear about the battle shows, even yeah, yeah. trying to actively search them out. And it's not like we've, you know, sectioned ourselves I mean, off uh, from Japanese people, like yeah. you know. I think part of that is just like how the social media works. Like definitely, you, you feel like you're informed on things, but you're just informed on, from people that you're connected with, right. which is just a part. And then whatever's happening and outside even there is just silent. Whatever the algorithm decides to show yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So like, if you're not True. connected with the people that are in the battle scene, then you're not going to see about it. Right. Like, it goes for everything else too. So I think like if you want to be you know updated on that stuff, the, the easiest way would be to just like follow, follow people. some of the top battle MCs and promoters, and then you'll just can, get the stuff. Can you drop some names of people out here who are prominent within the battle community that uh, yeah, we yeah. should look at? Yeah, yeah, like uh, my friend uh, Wanyudo is dope. Uh, he's one of the top battlers, champions. Um, he's from Chiba, so check him out. Um, is it like a Yudo? Yeah, I'm curious, like um, how that community functions to some degree. Is it like a lot of punchlines? Are there punchlines? Yeah, like that? yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's punchline based. Basically, uh, very adjacent to the battle scene in the United well, States in terms of the, type of content and approach. Mm, I, I think the wordplay wise, it's still not at the level of like what you would see on maybe um, what is it, King Smack of the Dot, King yeah. kind of stuff like that. It's a little less. Um, I don't want to say intelligent, but not, to, not, not to that level yeah. of craft yet, okay. but it's getting uh, towards that direction, I feel like. And there are guys that are super sharp, like uh, Arushte is another guy who's super dope. Like, by the way, he was on the DJ Crush album Kiseki. Was okay. Okay. So, we're, so were you. Yeah, I was on it yeah. too. But yeah, so some of the guys from uh, the battle scene were on that project by Crush. So he was kind of, uh, I think, not using, but connecting the scene, the battle scene, with the more, I guess, traditional hip hop scene mm. by having these battle MCs on that project, oh, which okay. I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, way to connect. Yeah. So, do you think that you have them. a bit of an advantage um, in battling because you can understand English and notice some of the kind of nuances of the more higher level styling that takes place in the States? Um, I feel like, you know, if you can understand English, not just for myself, but if anyone has that bilingual ability to understand 
English rapping or uh, English battling, then you can you ha just have more source material to <coughs> learn from. Okay. And uh, I think that definitely does help. And I'm always when I oh yeah sorry uh, when I won that battle in 2003, I think a lot of it had to do that I was sort of trained in practicing in the states, in you know among battlers in the states, so I had a battle style that was more America oriented, mm -hmm. I guess in a way. And I also style-wise, I was more like chop style okay. at the time. So I think that was something that wasn't in the Japanese scene at the time. Yeah. So I think that kind of worked in my advantage at the that time. Yeah. I'm sorry, you were saying. No, I was just gonna say like speaking more than one language, like your brain is wired differently a little bit. Not mm -hmm. that that makes you um, automatically, you know, superior to yeah. somebody that doesn't speak one language, but maybe in a creative kind of way it just mm -hmm. especially if you're dealing with language and your creative side it i don't know you have like different connections and right, things to right. pull from i feel like yeah yeah i feel like when i'm freestyling i almost automatically go from one language to the other language and that could work against me too because like if sure. the crowd doesn't understand english then yeah, thinking of right. a rhyme in English and going in that direction is just going to lose the crowd, right. right? And that's just like another obstacle in my head. So mm. I kind of have to. Sometimes I have to block off like whatever inspiration Word. that I have yeah. in going into English. Right. This, but it could also go the other yeah, way yeah, too, it also, where yeah. it's just like yeah. something, something, something. Yeah, bitch. And then everybody oh. just goes, "Oh shit!" <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I try to stay yeah. away from that. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah, well, yeah, like, yeah, um, I I used to watch a lot of battle rap and. Some rappers who, you know, they speak Spanish or they might get rappers from Russia or something. And yeah, yeah. whenever they go into that other language, even though the people there don't understand, they're just kind of like, yo, he's fucking going off right now in yeah, another yeah, language. Yeah. And it's like still related to what he said before. Right, that shit's right. crazy. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's pretty yeah. impressive when you see that. Very cool. Um, and I've just been playing a couple tracks from the album in the background. So if you're definitely right, feeling right. those, like definitely check it out. Um I don't know, like, I, I uh, you know, whenever we get guys like you, I feel like, uh, and even outside of what we're recording, we've been going off on tangents about the beautiful parts of, like, the underground and more, uh, you know, avant-garde progressive stylers, and we could definitely talk about those type of things for days, but hopefully, you know, we, uh, as you guys release more projects, we can get you guys back on to help talk about them, and we'll have more conversations in the future. Yo, yeah, um, like I said, Mega put me on to both of you guys like he played that track that he played oh, the earlier AZ, yeah. yeah like the mic and i mean we started this about almost three years ago now mm. and that was one of the first tracks that we used for Dope. this segment he's constantly talking about you know kaigen meso kaigen meso uh. candle so really appreciate you guys rolling through yeah, yeah this was a big like uh there's some gets my uh, guess there's guests that we get in the studio that like mm. i'm really excited and, and proud to have and uh, you guys are definitely uh, amongst that that circle of people that I really uh, want to talk to. I I'd like to get Murrow on here, and uh, I wish Crush had a little bit better English so we could get him yeah. on here because that is a dude. I would I would help. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would translate for him well, for free. <laughs> maybe maybe we can reach out to him. I know some people that know some people that know him, and so hopefully yeah. we can try to do that in the future. It would be great to to do that. Um, but uh, I don't know. Um, I don't have many more questions re relating to the album. Is there anything else that you'd like to say about it or anything mm. important to drop other than go buy it? Okay, again? He's like, you're, you're, uh, you're the puff daddy <laughs> of this. You're running the label. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. sell that shit. He's Biggie the over water. there just chilling <laughs> on the couch. 
Yeah, well, uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's it's Kaigen, you know. It's uh, Kaigen is known as a rapper, but now he's moved into his new um, creative format, and uh, I think it's it's dope, and it still has that same energy of uh, his own style and uniqueness that's kind of international and underground at the same time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I hope a lot of people it, listen to it. It's it's got its own voice. Like uh, there's there's not really it it it's it's not like yo just check out these beats that fit into a particular segment of any beat community. There's a real kind of uh, interesting individuality that comes across in your music, as well as the MC choices and the beats that you put them over. And so I think that anybody wants to hear something uh, you know new, refreshing, progressive that has uh, somewhat older sensibilities because of some of the MCs on it, but also a kind of more modern and interesting take on their approach to music. You guys definitely should check this out. If you're a fan of any of the MCs that we mentioned earlier, definitely pay attention to this project because I think you'll find something that you like for sure. Thanks, man. Thanks. Uh, that sounds like I'm really like selling and shit, you know, like, you <laughs> you, know you what I mean? on the marketing <laughs> team and shit. Shout out but to our I, new I just, sponsor, you know, Meditative Records. You know, it's yeah, easy. It's down. easy for me to talk about stuff that I like. And so, yeah, right there. Thanks. Let's hit them with some unchanging questions late. Bum, bum, bum. All right. So the unchanging questions are just questions that we um, we tend to ask all of our guests. And, you know, sometimes we'll ask all of them. Sometimes we won't ask too many of them. But uh, we've already asked, like, your favorite MC when you were 16. And here goes a question that I think that anybody in Japan can uh, answer. Right. But rank these convenies, <laughs> right? We that usually do a marry, <laughs> fuck, kill. Like, I would marry this convenience store. I would have intercourse <laughs> with this convenience store. And this convenience store can eat a dick cookie. But not mine. Right. So, Family Mart, 7-Eleven, and Lawson's. How would you rank those? And this is super important to Lady and I. Like, yeah. we spend a lot of time. We basically debate this, like, on really? a weekly basis. It's like really? it, it changes that weekly. scene in Dangerous, uh, Dangerous Minds, Dangerous Minds <laughs> where like Michelle that? Pfeiffer has to, yeah. like, stop the gang war. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, one side of the <laughs> classroom like, yeah, 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 is yeah. 7-Eleven. Yeah. One side yeah, yeah, is, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Sunkiss is, like, out in the hall. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, right. They're yeah. in, uh, you know, in-school suspensions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I don't know. I'm... Uh, I'll have to go with... Uh, Can I make a guess? I'm yeah. thinking that Kaigen is a Lawson's, uh, a natural Lawson's type of guy. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> natural <laughs> Lawson's? Lawson's? Yeah. yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I'm going to disagree. No? Mm. No? What do you think he's going for? I'll, I'll wait for both their answers okay. before I say All right. what I think. Well, this is the thing. Like, I quit drinking uh, like seven months ago. Okay, right. we're proud to be you, man. It's yeah, tough. and uh, yeah, it wasn't easy. But anyway, like before that, the the kombini played a huge part in my life, mm. right? Because that's where you fuel up. Yes, you go in there, step out with whatever can, yeah. nice highball uh, or something. Yeah, you know? a nice highball, seven percent or something. <laughs> and in the summer, you know, you get that with your karaage on the side, and you're all good, right? And just do that a few times a day. Yeah, you know, change the menu, whatever. But still living that life. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I remember I, those days fondly. It's, it's nice in the summer, definitely. Yeah. Mm. Um, and in the winter, I would do like um, sake. 
Yep. Put it in the microwave. Oh. Heat it up. Yeah. This is a that's an OG movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is, this is I, nice I never even thought nice about that. Nice and warm. Or you can do shochu and uh, with water, heat up the water. Yo, this you is yo, you're about to flip the game. This yeah. is a 200 IQ maneuver. Yeah. Yeah. This is a genius <laughs> technique. No, I've been, been doing this for, year, this for years. You know, I've been perfecting the technique. Oh, man, if I only drinking. met you like a year and a half ago, I would have been on that. <laughs> Still yeah, been an yeah, alcoholic. Right. I would have never quit. I would have never given up on you. Who would have thought all I needed is a microwave? I would base it on... Their availability of alcohol, mm. pretty much. Word. In those days, but yeah. now you know that's it's, it's in the past. So I just go with Family Mart. Family Mart. <laughs> yeah. So well, that, that is the correct answer. That's the Marion. It is yeah. right the because answer. they have the best ice cream selection. Ah, yeah, yeah, in my yeah they do. Well, no, no, I agree with you. I'm a Family Mart type of guy yeah. myself, you know. And now they've got the uh, the Mother's Canteen selection of heatable foods. Then I yeah. fuck with that too, you know. On a on a cold winter day, I like to grab me a Nikuman and use it to warm my hands, yeah. you know. And I feel like they have the best variety of Nikuman. They have the, uh, they change it up. They'll have like the Nikuman that's like a big ass gyoza, yeah. or they'll have the one with like the curry <laughs> in it, like the butter chicken curry Nikuman. Brilliant. Yeah. What about the the fuck and the kill? <laughs> yeah, two and three. Who dies? Um, here? No preference. <laughs> They're no really preference. like yeah. Yo, but we all know that Sunkus is whack. <laughs> Straight up. Sunkus. What about and you? then there's also Popura. Yeah, which is worse. That's my mega popura. Yeah, mega. That's my new shit though. They sell backwoods in there, blunt wraps. Mm. And I, even though I, I, I want to say expressly on the podcast that I do not participate in these type of things, Uh, but they got them there. Yeah, absolutely. Again, how do you feel? Favorite convenience Uh, store. Yeah, natural Rosen. Natural Rosen. See, I think I had the upper hand in yeah. making that distinction because I knew that he was uh, at least looking at vegan options a while yeah. ago. And so, uh, you know, it's going to be there. For you know that. what, man? I got to say, well, what about your fucking kill? Your number two, number three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I probably like seven. Okay. Second. And so Family Mart's at the bottom of the totem pole. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> See, man, I was, I was thinking they were both 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven guys? guys? We find that yeah. people who have been in Japan for a long time or Japanese people tend to air for 7-Eleven. Yeah, there's more history. Yeah? Yeah. See, it, it's it, like at the end of the... At the 100th episode, we might re- have to retire this question and release <laughs> all the <laughs> analytics <laughs> that we have from, <laughs> from <laughs> this, <laughs> you know? <laughs> noise. We have got we've got a lot of information about people's choices yeah, and how they are. Have, has there been anyone who says, no, I don't go to any of these kombinis or I'm not a no, fan? Never happened. Never? No, I don't think they exist. Because we, we were thinking of saying that. Oh, really? It's like, we're not We wouldn't release the episode. No, we wouldn't release the episode. We'd have to cut it <laughs> off right now. No, that's it. Sorry. Two yeah, hours no, of our life no, you know, wasted. <laughs> we only no. go to like top end, you know, uh, yeah. grocery stores. I go to the Ozeki. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. 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 Have you heard of <laughs> Maruets? <laughs> yeah. Maruets Come on. Only, yeah. Know. What is this? Mute, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't do that. Yeah. Highbrow. <laughs> I've never stepped foot in a donkey in my life. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. Yeah, but no, um, nobody's ever said that before. Yeah, um, yeah that's interesting. I, I think you know it's so central to a lot of people's lives. Like well, we've got if, you know, Abe after the ramen guy, so mm. Shinzo Abe. So. He's coming here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so maybe he might that. be like, <laughs> yeah, come, be, come, come. Yeah, I got a bone. I got a bone to pick with him. <laughs> <of> raising <laughs> these taxes. 
Yeah, yeah man, talk it out. If you could make a, a movie about someone in hip hop mm. or <coughs> Japanese music, someone influential, mm. who would you choose to make their life story? And which actor would you choose to portray them? The actor part's the most difficult yeah. part of this. The actor part is the most difficult. Joey Badass Every playing time. Lamp Eye. <laughs> no, it's like DJ Crush as like Justin Timberlake as DJ Crush. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up actually. Yo, DJ Crush, I was just joking, man. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I'd really like to move, make a, a film about the Hawaii hip hop scene. It would be hard to pick like one person out of the whole scene, but uh, is there know. like a Godfather of the scene? Godfather, maybe uh, to Cavett? name one, maybe Cavett. Yeah, yeah, Cavett the Catalyst. He's still he's, active in the scene. He's got a shop out there. Yeah, he's got downtown, a right? shop. Uh, Light Sleepers. Shout out to them. Um, so Narcoleptic yeah, like, Symposium. Yeah, like uh, centering on just the movement would be my choice, I guess, rather than just one person though. So it'd be hard to like say who would be the actor. I mean, I think the answer is clear. The Rock. The Rock. <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> Roman Reigns <laughs> like, yeah. as Cavett. Right, right. Just pick like, you know, uh NFL linebacker of some sort. Just somebody yeah. that looks like Polly, you know, somebody that looks like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, mixed plate. And then I'll use uh Jason Momoa to do my part. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, I like the yeah, I forgot about Jason Momoa. Shout out to Aquaman. <laughs> Steven yeah. Lefever. Oh yeah, yeah. Our guy Steven. Omega yeah. Six. yeah, right. <laughs> Who do we cast to play Kaigen in the Kaigen story? Who do we put <laughs> to play him? There's not a lot of Asian actors that I'm really familiar with. Mm -hmm. yeah. Watanabe Ken <laughs> <laughs> as Kaigen. Uh, there right. are some times when I look at someone on like the films and be like, that guy looks like Kaigen. Hey. Just make a mental note for, you know. Right, that guy in the background. <laughs> that guy, like, yeah, that guy looks yeah. like a, No doubt. Yeah, no I only know comedians. So. Mm, and they're okay. old as fuck. Yeah. But all right. Well, you, did you have another question, or was? Uh, yeah, maybe final question. Uh, who is your senpai? Maybe somebody that you don't even know. That if they gave you props, right, you would be like, "Oh, my life is made." Or, <laughs> yeah. well, earlier you mentioned that like. Crush is like a senpai, or Shingo 2 is like a senpai yeah, for you. But yeah, I mean, Shingo 2 has always been that guy for me. Yeah. I always looked up to him. Like, I was living in Hawaii being this Japanese American MC, and I, you know, got the Pearl Harbor records, and it's like, wow, this guy's so amazing. Mm -hmm. And so he came to Hawaii, and, uh, you know, we got to know each other, and he hooked me up, and we did tracks together. So that, like, kind of answers that question in itself. But the the other person that I really respect as a Japanese hip hop artist was DJ Crush, mm. of course. Uh, I remember like back in Hawaii when we were freestyling, just like hours, we would always play Crush beats. And uh, that was the thing for all of us. And was, you know, I, I got to meet him in Tokyo later on and he told me that he actually listened to my stuff. So, and then let me know that he wanted to be have me on an album. It was just like that's that's crazy. really dope. Yeah, that, when I got that phone right? call, it was just like what you were saying earlier. Like, yeah, that's it. Like <laughs> so actually, happens, like yeah. the pinnacle. And like when Satori. I finished that, yeah, Satori moment, right? yeah. awakening. And 
when the album was released, the Crush album with my track on it, I was like, I did it. I'm done. Yeah. You know, I, I, I couldn't do anything right. for a while. How can I, I top like, this? Yeah. yeah. I was like, what else is there to do? Uh, so it took me like six months after that to actually like get Before back the hair on your arms. Yeah. Lay back down. Yeah. yeah that's dope, get man. into the motions again. So Super it was good and also bad in a way because it kind of took away my <laughs> ambition. Sure. I think. Word. It was like I felt accomplished yeah. it's like uh it's like like champions uh of sports feel after they become like the world champion boxer or you beat somebody that you've been looking up to it's like what do i where do i go from here the hunger's a little bit gone to be motivated yeah. to maintain this yeah, title yeah, yeah. now it's just setting like, setting goals there. is yeah. important yeah. word up about that how about you oh, wait i lost my train of thought completely is that it was that it I don't know what you were gonna do. No, I'm just saying. It's like, is it the end of the podcast? Oh no! Oh no! Kaigen is oh, yeah. yeah, or someone you look up to. Uh I'd say Curse of Dialects. Curse of Dialect. Yeah. Okay. If I didn't meet Racist, I'm not here. Probably. Is that right? Curse yeah. of Dialect. Or Versus. or uh, maybe not necessarily someone you know, but. Who hasn't maybe given you props yet, but if they did give you props, you'd be like, wow, Kanye likes my clothing. (laughs) You know? No one. No, no, no. (laughs) I don't know. I heard Mesa recently said that you're pretty good. I don't know if I would consider that, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Was that a Satori moment? (laughs) Did you drop the music on purpose? <laughs> like, oh, was like, that was not oh, on wait, purpose. hold on, hold on. I had, the, I had the Jeopardy shit earlier. <laughs> you can also yeah. pass. I, yeah, I don't really hear Kaigen talking about people in that way. Like he's, I like got the reset. Big uh, inspira- source of inspiration, or someone you uh. look up to. I don't think I really hear yeah. much talk about that from Kai again, but maybe Kai again, Kanye. Can I switch the question <laughs> for Kai again? Hmm. Yeah. Kai again, what's what's next for you? Um, what's what's the next uh, plateau you're trying to reach? Going up a level. Um, maybe. Yeah, I'd like to make uh, another instrumental album. Then I'm not sure I'm gonna rap again, but uh, I don't know. I try to make music more. What about uh, an MC that you'd like to rap over one of your beats? Who would you Who would you choose? Ace mm, Brock. My guy. <laughs> My guy. Yeah, I met him like. Four years ago or something. I've met him before, but it was mm. mostly it was it wasn't like, hey, I'm also an artist and you're an artist. Let's be acquaintances. It was like, you're Aesop Rock. <laughs> Can I use your lighter? There <laughs> 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 you go, man. Yeah, word up. Can we come up on the music a little bit? 
But uh, yeah, man, I want to thank both of you guys for coming through. It's been an absolute pleasure to sit down with you guys. Yeah, um, man, it's been awesome. Thanks, yeah, thanks, thanks for, for having us. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for thanks for sharing um, your your opinions and the new music with us. And I think our fans are gonna really enjoy uh, checking out your guys' projects in the future. And hopefully, we can get you guys to come back and maybe bring a guest and guest host with us. Uh, Kagan, I get the I get the feeling that you're kind of a quiet, kind of introverted guy, <laughs> mysterious type of dude. And, and so, uh, if if we put you on the spot or made you feel uncomfortable with our weird ass questions yeah. and shit uh, I, I just want to say I appreciate that well, one thing that I want to say about Kaigen is uh, that this isn't really a language thing for him he's like this in Japanese too I was gonna yeah? say like no the first I'm time I met you, you were you were kind of like you you answered my questions, but you didn't really like like go off on tangents. And I was super excited, like yo man, I've been listening to you for years. Like oh thank you, I appreciate that. I've, yes. I've found that man, yeah. like um, I used to get super self conscious about my Japanese, which is still not very good, mm. but uh, I could tell people were kind of like oh when is this motherfucker gonna finish his sentence kind of thing <laughs> and then i realized like i do the same thing in english like i'll like look up like trying to figure out what word i'm trying to say so mm. it's not really it's not always a language thing yeah yeah i mean speaking in japanese probably would change a bit of the tone here but uh this is who Kaigen is. Yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah. Me, he's I will just like I don't even need you guys to talk. I will just talk and talk and talk. Like I just fucking do it. Uh, it would have been know, also dope impulse. to have Kaigen just respond in Japanese to see. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean we we do we allow that. That is allowed. Usually uh, we have to stop and and be like what he just said was. Yeah. Family Mart is actually number one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but uh, yeah, 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 super dope, man. Super dope uh, rocking with you guys. Uh, upcoming shows. Can you tell? Tell us about oh, the yeah. upcoming events that you have going right. on. Um, so yeah, the CD is coming out on uh, Kaigen's Truth Addict is coming out uh, July 24th oh, in all right. major outlets. So uh, it's out now as you listen to this podcast. Yeah, and uh, also available on you know Spotify, uh, Apple, and all that. Yeah. Where and should people buy the album if they're going to buy it online? Um, if they want to be really supportive of Kaigen and Meditative Records. Uh, Purchasing it on meditativerec.com would be yield you guys the biggest cut. Yeah, then just go there. Out. Don't try anywhere else. And, just uh, go there. If you buy it there, you will get these uh, nice oh, Truth Addict hey, special gross. stickers. So you know you can look up for that. And um, the other thing is my sh I have a show next month at in Kyoto. Kyoto. Next. Mm. Uh, hold on. I'm trying to get the. Oh yeah, here it is. Um, it's at this place called Metro, oh. which is in the subway systems in Kyoto, which is pretty cool. Dope. Uh, the event name is called Nexus, and the date is August 18th, Sunday. Are you on the train? Am I on the train there? Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, oh. like, you said it's in the Metro? It's like oh, a... Oh, no, no. Uh, it's, it's not... In the Metro bed. area. It's, no, oh, no it, nah. it's in the station. Dope. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know it's, Kyoto it's, was it's, dope like that. It's underground in the station. Mm. They have this club. Uh, that's okay. why it's called Metro. It's not on the actual oh, okay. Metro subway. But, oh, um, okay. But yeah, so it's kind of a cool spot. Um, Damn, Tokyo Kyoto. Well uh, Kyoto killing it hard Kyoto's in Tokyo. Got, yeah, they got some pretty crazy uh, music heads out there. Like a lot of I haven't been out there yet. Just, yeah. I haven't been out, you, out there. Like, yeah. Mm. Yeah, the culture. Soon, there. soon. I got vacation in like a week. 
What about any Tokyo shows, man? When can I? I want to check that out. Uh, don't what? have any shows in Tokyo <laughs> okay. planned right now, but uh, I'm open. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you know, yeah, like um, we follow you guys on uh, social media, so when we see them, we put them on the calendar and keep an eye out for that. I will definitely be paying attention because I would definitely like to come check you guys. Uh, do your things. Yes. Yo, Kaiken, do a show, man. Album release party. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Hosted by the Mega Late Show. Hey, we'll figure it yeah. out. I don't care. Like, I'll yeah. Go. I'll DJ. Me and Late will do a DJ sets there. Play all the classics. Nice. Mostly yeah. Mega. Mostly just, <laughs> the, mostly just the Dangerous Mind soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no I'll doubt. Be there. Uh, no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> front row, front row in the front. Yeah, word up. Hip hop hands galore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, word. And what else do we got going on late? Well, does Kaigen have? I don't think so. Nothing upcoming for you, Kaigen? Um, nothing. Nothing. Bet. Yeah, if you want Kaigen to be in your next show or whatever, please let us know. Yeah. Do you, have you ever <laughs> played Just Beats show? Live? Uh, actually, haven't. So. I need to figure out how to perform live. So. Oh yeah, I'll just work. get yourself a yeah. you know a, a machine or like a different like a MIDI controller and ping ping ping. Mm. There was a time actually when Kaigen was kind of DJing for me. Ah yeah. He would uh, we would go places. He would spin yeah, for me and do some tracks too. Yeah, yeah mini tour or something. Of fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, maybe we can figure something out, man. We work with a lot of people doing shows, so I would love to see you know just hear your music over a nice system and you know vibe out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Plenty of space yeah, for that Yeah, it needs to be here. celebrated. Yeah, thing, I think though. so, man. <laughs> I, I th the project's too good for people only to get it uh, through their headphones or yeah, home yeah. speakers, man. Yeah, I was saying like even if it's just like a listening yeah. show, like you know, play yeah, it, talk about great. it, and experience <laughs> it together, and so. Should be good. Word, word up, word up. Yeah. Cool, man. Uh, looking at the calendar for after the 26th of July, which is today, Friday, Fuji Rock is starting. Oh. Uh, there are mm. lots of people at Fuji Rock. I didn't write down the whole list, but um, yeah, go check that out. There'll be a lot of artists there. If you want, Friday to Sunday. Uh, also today, Slow Lights is happening at Club Heavy Six Zero. Yeah, that's Ilsugi's uh, monthly project. I always get that one in. What's the other one that's regular? Um, Slow Lights and... I forget. I forget. Yeah. But yeah, go check them out. Uh, also, beat makers out here. Collusion. Collusion is today yeah. starting at 8.45 because I'm coming from work. All right. So come collude with your boys. And that is uh, an open platter event at Harry's Sandwich Shop in Harajuku where you can come plug in your hard drive or plug in your laptop and play some music. Open so decks. Open decks. Yeah, so That's really fun. Yeah. Play anything you want. Yeah, man. Open mic. Uh, you could do that I if you like. Yeah. Yeah, I have you a mic, too. I have a mic, definitely. If, you like. if you're down to collude, we'll, yeah. we'll yeah. be there. It's fun. It is fun. And it's the best sandwiches in Tokyo. Gotten a couple yeah. emails already. so I saw that. Looking forward to some peeps Canadian coming out. Canadian DJ coming out. Yeah. yeah All the way from Canada, strictly mm. for this. Maybe not strictly, <laughs> but, you know. He's <laughs> 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 like, yo, like I got to get on this. Open this. Yeah, right? I can't do this where I live, so I'll fly across the world. Uh, tomorrow on the 27th, Saturday, we got the breakdown that happens every second and fourth Saturday at Coins Bar. Mm -hmm. Of course, our guys, Put the Fetch, DNZ, and DC3. Yep. Uh, and also DNZ shout out to DJ used Tag. to be the DJ for Shingo 2 for quite a while, actually. Yeah, so we brought that up. Word yeah. up. 
Uh, on the 29th, Monday, Amine is having a show at WWWX. Huh. Uh, and They're the, really doing a lot of things with up-and-coming rappers these days, WWX, yeah? They bring in a lot of people that you wouldn't necessarily yeah. think would come out here. Was that where uh, Injury Reserve performed at? No, no, that was Liquid Room. But okay. they brought out Tanache. Oh, and they're yeah, bringing yeah. out someone else that I can't remember right now. If you guys now. don't know, these are all young rapper faces, kids doing the rap thing in the States. Amine mm-hmm. was on the XXL uh, freshman class last year? Don't, two oh, years ago? Last year? Maybe. Two maybe. Years ago? I'm not yeah. sure. He's I'm a kid. Sure. He's a good. He's a rapper face. Uh, the 30th, Tuesday, every last Tuesday of the month is Captain Vinyl. That's uh, DJ Muro and DJ Nori at uh, Contact. So go there and, you know, cop some records and mm-hmm. listen to some dopeness from some legends exactly. in the game. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the week, you know, it's, you know, we have all our regular stuff on the calendar. So go check them out. Uh, Cooling Coins at Coins on Thursday. That's the Urban Aristocrat featuring myself. And Speakeasy is going down on the 4th. That's August 4th. We do it every first Sunday. This month, or next month, August, we're going to be at the Red Brick Warehouse in Yokohama. That's Mm. Akarenga, Soko. And we'll be outside on a private beach. Private is in quotation marks. Uh And I'll be playing, so come check us Mm. out. Nice. Top off. Tops off. Not my top. Well, I might pull the titties out. I did, did not get the summer body again that, this year. Uh, is that a day event? It is a day event. Yeah. It's uh, a five, starting at five this time. So five to ten. And it's a family event. Yeah. So bring the whole crew. Uh, it's, yeah. The speakeasy events are always family friendly and incredibly cool. dope. Um, you, you'll see all walks of life there, all yeah. different dance styles and just smiling faces. Uh, mm. I truly believe it is the best party. It's the best day Tokyo. party in Tokyo. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Appreciate sure. those guys' events. Yo, and exactly. also speaking of which, Sarasa just released a documentary talking about kind of the history of Japanese uh, the uh, turntable uh, creation culture, along with Walkmans, a yeah. project oh, yeah. that was a project that sh- uh, she worked on. Oh, I forget who she worked on it with, but it's a lot of people who cr- help create these turntables and these um, these Probably Sony pioneer. Walkmans. Yeah, Pioneer. Uh, that's exactly who she's working with. And um, DJ Quietstorm was, that's the joint he was talking about he was going to be featured in when they looked at his oh, like, last turntables and his Walkman collection. So uh, check that out. It's on Instagram and everything and the Red Bull website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That looks makes really sense. interesting. Yeah. About 44 minutes. Shout out time. to my big sis. Shout out to DJ Sarasa. Huh. So that's, that's uh, Japanese technology and hip hop? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. I think so. If you're fake news, uh, Kai samplers, you know. That's it. Yeah, that's the list. 82. We Yo. love everybody. Uh, yeah, I don't have the app today. My bad. No worries. I love everyone. Thank you guys for rolling through. Really appreciate yeah, it. Thanks. Thanks again. Can't wait to check out yes, the new album. Fun. Mega Late Show. これは星の全ての先住民族にその末で大地の子孫に光の越した伝統の継承者と同士滞納してる敬意を表して先進国の国民であろうとも
達した陽の文化が混ざろうとも俺らの誕生は一日にして鳴らす先祖の耕した畑に実がなるだが石化した森コンクリートジャングル高層ビルの墓標が乱立埋められた神聖な遺跡の脈拍子その毛が巡る生きた化石が他者がいてこその自我の認識七色揃ってこそ西の景色住人トイロタペストリーの離島根っこ代表しつむぐこの時を Story will never end but we will someday Some say that we will spin until the sun fades one way Over another we've got one another but no dollar or father can swallow the history they fathered 通り雨が闇何闇へ死ぬのはたらくえん I'm still strutting with the rest of these barbarians stopping on stolen land running. Suffocating spirits and dimming stars till every single planetary in this pitch black dark. When even the slightest spark of the sky comes from a fluorescent light inside of a plane of satellite, you'll find us running back to the mindset of an original man, original something. <laughs>
Uh, truth be told, I'm worth more than gold. Got rhythm from the top of my head on down to my toe, coming out of my soul. If you didn't know, now you know. Ten toes down, feet to the ground. King with the crown, I rule with the sound. Hit him up, bye. Hit him up now, It's about loyalty, integrity. Whether you underground or celebrity. Beats and rhymes and melody. I don't sell fish too many fish in the sea. Nah, I'm one of a kind and push that line. Stretch and grind when it's prime time. Stick the test of time with the best of rhymes and fresh design with the wild style. I'm from that J-U-R-A. Double S-I-C, F-I-B to the E, I might kill the MC, J-U-R-S-S-I to the C, F-I-B-E, I kill the MC. I'm from that J-U-R-A, double S-I-C, F-I-B to the E, I might kill the MC, J-U-R-S-S-I to the C, F-I-B-E, I kill the MC.